In the most divisive of times, the great debates rage on. Who was the best Batman? Was the book truly better than the movie? Did Han shoot first? Nerds with opinions will seek to answer life's greatest questions. Hello there, fellow nerds. You are listening to Nerds with Opinions, episode number 99. As always, I'm your host, Matt Holbin. Today on the podcast, I'm joined by returning guests, Logan Herzog and Tony Williams, and we are doing a Marks with Opinions episode and are reviewing NXT TakeOver, Stand and Deliver, and WrestleMania 37. The show of shows. Both were great shows. We're going to Go over each card, top to bottom, and review each match here today on Nerds with Opinions. Okay, so we are back. We're live. I'm joined by returning guests, Logan Herzog. Woo! Hello. And Tony Williams. <laughs> Let's uh, let's let's pop uh, pop one for the boys. Oh, oh yeah! Thanks for uh, having us there, Ned Flanders. Yeah, hold on. Getting grabbing, uh, one. grabbing one for the boys. Getting a Steve Weiser. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, might as well. Very nice. So we are here to discuss what happened during WrestleMania week. We're specifically talking about the main WWE shows. So we're going to talk about NXT stand and deliver NXT takeover stand and deliver. And we WrestleMania we tried 30. to watch that You're talking right over me. What are you doing? Sorry. <laughs> what are you doing? I'm and, just, is Tony, is this your first time? Yeah. Yes. What are you doing? Stop. Uh, WrestleMania 37. So let's start with NXT takeover stand and deliver. Tony, do you want to say what you were dying to say? Apparently. Just, I wanted to bury the Peacock app, honestly, because <laughs> it's just garbage. And Logan and I tried to watch it and it just literally, he paused it for like 15 minutes even. And it just like, he went back into it. It's just like, I'm just going to buffer for another I, five. I blame, honestly, that I think that was the distance from my, from my router. I, th- I don't think it's completely fair to put that all in the app. So, but yeah, I it, haven't had it does it. bother I me. Had- Many issues. It doesn't bother that. me that you can't stream from like a mobile device, like yeah. that I can't cast it to a TV from from that. That's that's the thing that ticks me off. But anyway, regardless, yeah, we're not here to talk about the Peacock app. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's Bush League, but I mean, it was the first. Uh, well, not the first, but I think the first really really big events that they did on it. Yeah. So let let's talk about Stand and Deliver. It was two nights, just like WrestleMania. And I think some of this you're not going to be able to totally chime in, Logan, because you said you didn't get to watch all of it. But no, I gonna, just I caught highlights, but yeah, we're gonna blast right through it. So I will say right now that I actually missed the pre-show match for That's the only one I- night one. Then maybe maybe you can comment on it. Um, Zoe Stark defeated Tony Storm. Uh, so, yeah, so you watched actually- this match. So I well I was gonna say actually I didn't because I thought that you were talking about the. Kushida, uh, uh, done, P- P- done, uh, match? done match. Yeah. Cause that's oh, the only I, one I that s- I actually saw. 
Okay, so, so I thought that was the pre-show. So I, obviously, we're, I'm not off to a great start here. So you go ahead and take it uh, that's away. That's okay. That's okay. Um, so yeah, so I didn't actually get to see this match, but I was. They seem to be pushing Zoe Stark, but I was surprised that Tony Storm took an L because they were kind of pushing her, and now it's, she's just kind of lost in the shuffle. But I, I didn't really see it, so I, I can't totally judge. But let's start with uh, Pete Dunn and Kushida. So Dunn defeated Kushida in a singles match that was kind of like a. For bragging rights, is it you know no titles or anything like that? Yeah. So you did see this one, Logan? I did. Yeah, I did okay. see this one. So this one what was. What do you think? I, I liked it. It was good. It was like it was a nice technical match, but it wasn't like too technical, you know, because that was kind of like part of the thing about it. But it was nice to see that they still mixed it up and did like a little bit of everything. Um, but I was good. To, I was glad to see Pete win because he's an absolute monster right now, and I think have a ton of momentum in a great way um so i like Kushida, um but i don't think that he needed to win this one tony did you see it yeah that was the one match we got to see um oh, okay right same it was it was very competitive i Kushida shined in it even in defeat um there's so like the way they told their story, it made it seem like Kushida could have beat him, and it would be like, no, it's, this is fine. But yeah, there's a couple I mean, of near falls that almost had me there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Done is done, and <laughs> yeah, I was really impressed with this match. Um, I'm looking at the time signature, and it was only like a little over ten minutes, but it felt longer than it that. Felt like it was longer than that, but I think that's kind of usually yeah. how technical matches feel, as they usually feel like yeah. they're a bit yeah. longer. I um, so I was cool with either guy winning but to me i was a little concerned when kushida lost i'm like oh this is gonna kill his momentum but apparently not because after this he went on and yeah. won the cruiserweight title so exactly immediately afterwards so but i i, I think it was uh, a way to transition him into something else because you know he for a while there he was going after like the north american title and had some different rivalries and yeah I think I'd both like, those these guys are going different ways, and that's totally cool. And this was a good. Yeah. I was going to say is I'd like up. to see Dunn go after the NXT title. Um, him and Cross could tear it up very much, but I don't think Cross is going to lose that title anytime soon. You're getting ahead of yourself. Oh yeah, is that on this card? God damn it. <laughs> There's so well, much wrestling in the last. So you ruined night two for everything. So, yeah, so moving on, I, I thought this was, was good. I, I loved it. was one of the highlight matches for me. Um, in the six-man gauntlet eliminator match where the winner would go on to night two and face Johnny Gargano for the NXT North American title, Bronson Reed defeated Swerve Scott, Cameron Grimes, LA Knight, Dexter Loomis, and Leon Ruff. So my pick lost. I, I, I was I was fully picking LA Knight um or Dexter Loomis. I was thinking really surprised he didn't your, win. Your blonde brother. He was second out, dude. Like that sucks. Yeah. Um I, I and I wasn't mad. Like I would have been cool with any of these guys and I thought yeah. that um Bronson Reed I, I think maybe why they went with Bronson is it was a completely different matchup for Johnny. True. And true. stylistically, it was the most different thing that he could do. Yeah. Because I want to say, I mean, he's a small guy, so he's worked with a lot of bigger guys. But a guy that big, I correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I don't think he's worked a guy 
that big. I mean, like 400 pounds big. I Not that I'm familiar with. I mean, and Bronson's huge. So he's a big I think boy. Keith Lee yeah. would be the biggest guy. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a that's a good point. But but still, Keith they still and work Bronson like very different very, styles. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> Keith kind of works like a smaller guy. Well, and Bronson does it like, a, a, a bit yeah. too. But I think he's a, leans a little more heavy into like the big man. Like he reminds me a lot of like Bam Bam Bigelow, um, like where he's very agile, yeah. but then he especially when he dresses like him. Yeah, and he can. But he can also, you know, really lean into his power stuff. But I suppose Keith Lee does the same stuff. So, yeah. Um, but I, I dug this match, and I think everybody got their their glory shot. Let's move on to the uh, one. I think one of two of my favorite matches of this night. Uh, Walter defeated Tommaso Ciampa to retain the NXT UK title, and I. Didn't necessarily think this was going to go this way. He's had it for so long. I thought, oh, this is going to be a way for them to put that title on an American and then defend it more on American soil. But I don't necessarily hate that he did retain. Oh, see, but, I thought it, I thought it was kind of I thought that it was almost a tip of the of their hand to see him defending it against Champa because then it's like, well, I mean, I, I, I thought that meant almost certainly that they wouldn't have him win it, but really, really so just yeah. are you making like size differential. No, I just, because of him having the UK championship, I didn't think that they would give it to, they some, would drop it guy. to an American. Yeah, exactly. So, um, I guess, that's, I yeah, that, I, I guess that's one yeah. way to look at it. I just thought I knew that, it would be a hell of a match, uh, you know, and I right. did watch a lot of highlights and, and, um, I, the thing I was watching was like, yeah, dude. they did such a good job at like at targeting body parts, like yeah. really old school, like British strong style. So they, it, it was, it was a and, thing of beauty and building the chop too, you know, which obviously he built, he's done his own hype for that by being an absolute monster. But for my money, I honestly, I think, Walter may be one of the best big men that like with working with small guys. Cause there's a yeah. lot of big men that are good with working with small guys. We were just talking like Bronson Reed and like Keith Lee, but I don't know. There's something about like Walter matches that there. Mm. I don't know. There's this, he's just really, he's got that dialed because I mean, for like the European style, it's way more like smaller dudes. So I think yeah. he's just, he's worked a ton of smaller guys and he's like a giant. And so he's just gotten really good at that. Whereas in the States, there's a Everybody's lot of smaller guys, but there's a lot of big dudes. Like, you a think lot of of like huge dudes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You think of like, you know, Dijakovic, Keith Lee, Karrion Cross, like those guys are fucking big. Yeah. And so, whereas like Walter's a little more of an enigma, like in, in Europe. So I, I think he's just really good at working much smaller guys. Walter reminds me of a slightly smaller Andre the Giant. He's, He's way just, more athletic than Andre ever was. Though. <laughs> but it's like character wise or well, I guess not like his demeanor. Yeah. The way he yeah, carries I, himself. I can see that. Yeah. It's, it's not something you see like even in like big show or a uh, big cast or any of them. I know they're very different body styles, but it's Paul still White. that big man <laughs> character of like, I don't know. He just, he reminds me of Andre. 
Yeah, he's got some qualities. I can see that. Yeah, especially like Andre in his peak when he like was moving a little bit better. Yeah. But this match was just incredible. And I, I, I expected it to be like it. Those two guys, I feel like that's kind of their thing is put them with whomever and they're always going to deliver. Yeah. Let's talk about uh, MSK and in a triple threat match, defeating Grizzled Young Veterans and Legado del Fantasma. I, this, just, I picked this one. Before before we get there, the fact that Ciampa did his finisher on Walter off the middle rope, it's pretty crazy because that's a big dude. Oh, yeah. Pick yeah, up yeah. And do the, well, I can't remember what he calls it, but the, it's like... It widow's, widow's Peak or, or something. Like, it's I named after his daughter. Yeah, it, the one where he has him upside down and he fucking drops him. Like that's just wild. Like that's a huge dude to pick up like that. That's incredible. So anyway, well, all right. That, he's very very strong. Oh, yeah. it's a fairy tale ending. Hmm. I thought that was the one where he dropped. Anyway, Moving I know on. what you're talking <laughs> about. Yeah, yeah. So MSK defeated Grizzled Young Veterans and Legado del Fantasma in a triple threat tag team match for the vacant NXT tag titles. Um, I, I I was picking this. I think like. MSK probably would have had the titles had um, had the, had uh, I think it was Wesley was the one that got hurt and then so they kind of like okay we're just you're gonna be back we're just gonna kind of like briefly just not have you work matches and um, yeah because you, it seemed like they come in and like their first thing in they're like in the dusty cup and they just smash through everybody it's I like, thought they already had the titles honestly like I had to check this again to make I was like wait what they're vacant like what the hell yeah I, I thought they already had them because they'd been well and so th- that was weird too because so so Danny Birch and Oni Lorcan had them and Danny Birch gets hurt and in my mind I'm like wasn't he just they were in a freaking stable with Pete Dunn and Pat McAfee why didn't Pete Dunn like jump in? Like it was strange to me they stripped them, but that's neither here nor there because it's obviously. Because, I hope that's because they already have a trajectory planned for Pete Dunn in a singles way. I mean, probably, and then and they yeah. clearly were like, "Well, we're just going to put these on MSK anyways." So that, that yeah. that's probably um, what they were thinking. But absolutely fire match, like. Those guys definitely. I mean, everybody had a good performance, but MSK they they just bring something really, really unique to the table. Like they have a good look. They have really interesting, unique in ring style that's kind of like modern day Hardy Boys. It feels like. Yeah, and they're just like goofy as all hell too. <laughs> yeah, they've got good characters, and uh, yeah, they they bring something cool to the table. So I think this is a a good a good move and clearly triple H obviously sees a lot in them because I can't think of a team where they had basically like they jumped in a tournament, had three matches and then like go to a title shot at like the biggest show and then win the titles. Broser weights, bro. Well, but both you got to think of both those guys were very established before. Exactly. Yeah. The team was new, but you're totally right. The guys were established in NXT at the time. Cause you know, and I think that's smart because one thing that they were doing prior to kind of more recently, but I think it's because they're feeling the squeeze from competing with AEW. A lot of times, unless it was a huge, huge name, like, okay, there's no way that we can pretend that, you know, when Samoa Joe comes in or Finn Balor, that everybody fucking knows these guys. Like, yeah. But then at a certain point, they were bringing in people that 
unless you were kind of more of a diehard New Japan fan or an Impact fan, you probably wouldn't know these people. But now, I think the NXT fans, they're realizing, are such smart marks that when... I'm going to use this gal as an example because they're already pushing her hard. Taya Valkyrie comes in, even though they changed her name to Frankie Renee. Yeah. Everybody like, knows she's like the longest reigning impact women's champion. You know, she's married to John Morrison. She's worked in Mexico. People know her yeah. that watch NXT. And so to me, it's smart rather than like, oh, like we're just going to kind of like slowly bring her in like they used to. They're like, oh, oh you're. You're instantly yeah. going to be cutting promos against, you know, the ch- the champion. So I like that because mm-hmm. obviously MSK did have a bit of a dame. So why, why not just like push him? Yeah. Why cool, cool their heat, bef- you know, and then try and build it back up. Yeah. The only, wave. the only thing that makes sense to me when they do that is when they're like bringing in, oh, well, this person came from like professional football or something that they don't know how to wrestle. But if it's somebody yeah. that knows how to wrestle and they have like indie experience or in another company, give them the fucking shot. Yeah. Yeah. You don't need to like, I mean, I do know they do that whole thing where they like try to mold people into like the WWE sort of, yeah, you know, thing indoctrinate them. Yeah. But I, I feel like they're getting a little bit better at like, NXT, that is. Not main roster WWE. <laughs> Triple H seems to be a little bit better about, other than the whole name change thing, which I get the legality of it. They seem to be better about, you know, bring somebody in and then recognize their strengths and go, you do what you do. <laughs> which, yeah. you know, I got another person I feel like that they came in kind of around the same time that they've done a good job with that is like LA Knight. Like, Eli Drake's a great talker, and they're just like, you're going to be on the mic every time you're on the show. And yes, he should be because he's got promos. Right. Um, And in the main event, let's move on to that, which I'm going to say for me was was tied with Walter Ciampa, but incredible match. One of the best women's matches I've ever seen. Raquel Gonzalez defeated Io Shirai. I think we all kind of saw this one come in. Um, I honestly thought Io was going to drop it the last couple uh, takeovers, so. She had a hell of a run. Not that I wanted her to, but it I it like felt like it was about time, you know? Hell of a run. You gotta think she she uh won it from Charlotte Flair. That's that's pretty significant. And I, I agree with you. Yeah, I was every time you thought, oh man, like she's gonna drop it. She didn't. Um but this is another one that they're like, my gosh, they're pushing Raquel to the moon. And I think she's a good example of of somebody that they did the right thing with. They have her debut on a big show, even though nobody knew who she was. <laughs> ever since ever since that moment, they've had her in significant spots, and they've they've profiled her really really well. So it, I, it's one of the best like building of of a of a star. I've I think I can remember. Yeah, this match was incredible too uh, i know i need to go watch this one that's one of the ones i'm really looking forward to that and then the 40 the 40 minute freaking match from the next night anyway, we aren't there we'll, yet we'll, we'll get wild. there yeah the, uh, but i i did the only thing i heard from this one was the spot off the skull i don't know really anything other than that but i have seen that that was wild yeah i don't know how she Eo didn't really hurt herself because she basically dropped right did, straight to her knees on her knees on, i know Look, on the gnarly. metal ramp. Ugh. Yeah. She was indestructible. 
to me, I felt like this showed a lot for Gonzalez too, because not to say that she hasn't shown like a really good in-ring acumen before. Like, I, I feel like she definitely has. But to me, this was like her best performance to date. Yeah. She had a good good dance partner, and she showed that even though like she definitely has like the classic like big wrestler vibe, she can go. Yeah. So, yeah, and, and she's got it all. She can cut promos. She's got a great look. I mean, she's just physically imposing because she is so much bigger than the rest of the women, and like her strength is ridiculous so so that was night one night two the pre-show I, I did catch this one uh killian dane and drake maverick defeated brizongo to get a future nxt tag title shot i don't know how i feel about this team man like i kind of hate that that's what's happening with drake maverick but i also kind of love what they're doing with their team I'm okay with it as um, long as they're doing something with him. Yeah, exactly. I, it, it's, I, it is. It's it's so bizarre. It's like an it odd bizarre. couple thing, and it's yo. It's have you seen their fun. entrance? Have you heard their entrance music? Though? <laughs> yeah, it's ridiculous. It's incredible. Like you're like, okay, this is weird and silly, and then it's just like the most brutal breakdown with <laughs> whistling on top of it. It's so strange. Oh yeah, no, I remember you talking about it. I still haven't heard it though. Oh, dude, you got to yeah, check it out. It's pretty yeah, funny. It's it's good stuff. But, you know, I think it, like, I don't see them actually, like, winning, because of, especially with how hard they just pushed MSK. Yeah, I exactly. That's kind of what I felt like. I was like, eh, giving them a tag team, sh- a, a title shot's kind of like, if they're not going to actually do anything with it, you know? Yeah, so I don't know what the, the long-term... You know, no, and, and I haven't seen. Are. I haven't seen a ton of their matches. Are they primarily Drake getting beat up and then hot tagging in Killian for the win? Is that pretty much how they all go? <laughs> See, I don't like <laughs> kind that of. It or still buries Drake, or right? he, or he gets like knocked out and then like Killian uses him as like a weapon or like. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's hilarious, but it takes his like, him, dude. lifeless corpse and throws him on for the pin or stuff like that. So it's definitely still, I would say, like, he's still kind of doing the comedy, like, gimmick. Yeah. And then Killian's playing, like, the straight man. Yeah. Which, I mean, if we're talking, like, kind of, you know, buddy cop team up. Yeah. It's fun in that regard. And it's not super original, but I, I do think, like... Their their whole like look and then some of the things that they're doing where he like rides out on his back like Yoda like it that's kind of unique and original. I so. just love how hard he's trying and how hard Killian is not trying. Like right. <laughs> it's it's a good you know good opposites. Can I do some can I do some fantasy booking? Sure. Drake should win either the NXT North American title or the main title at some points and then. Uh, Killian can turn on him. Oh, it's so like win it while they're still a team. Yeah. Oh. If if some fucking monster didn't have the UK title, I would say I'd love <laughs> yeah. to see him go oh, after that. But that would be such a like. I, there's no way that could be anything other than a squash match, especially with how they book poor Drake. Anyway, like Un- they'd have to drastically change how they book him because 
Okay, he'd was, have to like go off off air for a while and then come back with a different vibe. If it was like, UK indies, totally believable because yeah. he is he's booked like an underdog over there, but like mm-hmm. I mean it not he, not completely like somebody that's just gonna get crushed and just accidentally <laughs> win. You can yeah. you can triple threat it and do Walter, Drake, and some other monster, and then they just the two big guys beat the shit out of each other and then he just steals the win real quick. Maybe that's where they're gonna go because I I feel like at some point Killian or, and, and he are gonna break up like they have yeah. to. It's not gonna be a long term deal, I don't think. It's yeah. not gonna be a pretty ending. <laughs> well, then they they did that interesting thing. Speaking of Walter, and I don't know if there's if they're gonna actually like fall through with this because they kind of teased it and then they didn't really do anything more with it. But they had that thing where, um, oh, who's Crap, I can't remember his name. Who's the brother that was with Killian in um Sanity? Sanity. Uh I can't remember his name, but he's in Imperium now. And then he like they had this backstage segment kind of like, you know, we used to basically I'm super paraphrasing, but basically like we used to smash people and now you're fucking around with this guy. And <laughs> so then there was like that tease like, or is he gonna join like Imperium? Um but then I don't know if they're going to actually do anything with it. Why can't I re- remember his name? It's going to. All I know is Killian's married to. I was going to say, just Google it. You're in front of a computer. Alexander Wolf. Tony? I was saying, all I know is Killian's married to Nikki Cross. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Yeah. Interesting. All right. Let's move on. In the uh, opening match for the main card, which I think this is a great choice for that. Santos Escobar, who was the interim NXT Cruiserweight Champion at the time, defeated the NXT Cruiserweight Champion Jordan Devlin in a ladder match to determine the undisputed NXT Cruiserweight Champion. I think this had, like, banger written all over it. You knew yeah. it was going to be great. It was, you know, it's. I think it's hard at this point to... You can put on a good ladder match, but it's hard to do, like an interesting ladder match that has some spots that you're like, Oh, I don't know if I've ever seen that. Yeah. Like a lot of stuff's been done. It's the same thing with like a lot of gimmick matches, steel cages. It's, you know, you start having them enough. It's, it's, it's hard. It's to hard. Do. Yeah. I, yeah. I do love the way the match was like kind of put together where Shawn Michaels is just like, he doesn't say a word. He just comes out and throws a ladder in the middle of the ring and then just walks away. <laughs> Well, yeah, and it was a good callback to you know him and Razor him Ramon and Razor, yeah. doing the same thing. He's it's like he walked out. He's like, really, you don't know how to settle this. This is how you settle it. Yeah, yeah. Figure, figure it out. So yeah, th- this was really, really great. Um, I, again, I, I, I thought Santos was gonna um, win and was uh, the the logical choice because. No disrespect against Devlin, but Santos has been holding it down oh, with yeah. that title throughout the last year. I was not expecting him to then shortly <laughs> thereafter drop it. it. Yeah, but to me, it's like now we get a Kashida Escobar rivalry. Let's go. That's yeah, dude. I, I'm here for that. But this match was great. I think cruiserweights ladder match. It has you know great match written all over it. It makes me wonder though. Like I feel like. A lot of these kind of gimmick style matches are reserved more for the top kind of heavyweights per se. 
I'd like to see more of this with the cruiserweights because they they profile them, at least the champion. So let's let's do some more because in my mind, at some point, I'd love to see the cruiserweights close the show. Yeah, dude, that would be good. Unfortunately, they just don't get the love right now. No, well, like I said, the champion does, which is yeah. better than nothing. But the fact that there's still a 205 live show and oh my God, all there of is? those, yes. Oh, yikes! Mm-hmm. The fact, yeah, like, they don't even—they don't even have any shows other than just the the title matches. You're right on anything. It's like the only cruiserweight matches that they show on any of the main pay-per-views. There's like cruiserweight sized people that are profiled because I mean, like. Yeah. You know, I, I would imagine that even though like a Pete Dunn's ripped up, he's a short guy. I, 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 yeah, I'd imagine he doesn't weigh much more than 205. Or even though Kushida like, is currently the cruiserweight champion, he was doing shit in NXT, you know, and was not, you know, cruiserweight guy. So I guess he was getting right. matches and stuff still. Sure. And then, you know, you have like, Leon Ruff, I mean, that guy's maybe like a buck 80, like soaking wet. <laughs> oh, dude, tiny boy. <laughs> yeah, he's very skinny. Uh, I He's impressive, though. I like, I think he's a person that he's, he brings a lot to the table, and I'm glad that they gave somebody like him a shot because it shouldn't matter, uh, you know, completely w- no. about how somebody looks. But let's go on to the women's tag title match. Ember Moon and Shotzi Blackheart defeated The Way to retain their NXT women's tag team titles. Can I just say, I love the team of Ember Moon and Shotzi. It is. It's a really good team. And I, they're, I think it's a great moon. They're a great, great moon. <laughs> great team. They're making it work because it's, I mean, they kind of had to like throw together some teams to, to just kind of have a division. But yeah. I like that they're committing really hard. Like they're, they have the same gear. They're doing the same entrance. And yep. because to me, sometimes the thrown together teams are great, but I think WWE as a whole does that way too often. They do it too and then often. They have, they, go ahead. I was just saying, then they just do shit where it's just two singles wrestlers that tag in and out. You know, right, they or they have all these actual tag teams that they do nothing with. <laughs> that are just like, oh, okay, I guess I'll just fucking warm the bench over here. Like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and then they eventually break up, and then one of them gets uh, released in April. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yikes. Oh, ooh, too soon? Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, th- this this match was great, and I think, I think it's a good move to keep the titles on them because yeah. they kind of just got the juice and... yeah. I got I some do. star power too. I think it's good to hold it there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I th- and, yeah. Shotzi's one of the most over yeah. women. Ember has a name from you know going to the main roster, coming back. Well, and the way is they're they've got their own thing that's making them you know in the spotlight and that's that's carrying them through. So they don't necessarily need to win the titles for that. If they keep this rivalry, though, do you guys think that they should take the straps? I think so. I think it'd be cool to see something where maybe they put, you know, if they put the uh, titles on them and then I don't know, somehow figure out a way to get Austin theory into the um, NXT title picture. Then you have, you have a whole, a whole 
faction clad in gold again, but I don't know. If that, they've done that a lot lately, so. That's pretty interesting concept because I don't, at least with WWE, there's never been a, a faction that had women tag champs. That's, there's been factions where, like, everybody's had the gold, but it's always been, like, all men. Or if they... There's been if, where there's a woman that's had, like, a, the, a women's championship, but never tag. They could drop... Um, Johnny could either drop the NA title or he could just keep it, and then he and Austin Theory could win the men's tag titles, and then it may be like quad champs, ta- yeah, tag tag <laughs> champs, tag champs. You know, I don't know. Uh, that could be I was cool. just gonna say, just I think Candice LeRae is long overdue for a title. So that's what I was thinking. Is that's, yeah, that's where I'm kind of standing on that because I don't know enough about uh, what's her name, Indra, Indy, Indy. Yeah. Indy. Okay, I don't know enough about her to be like, oh yeah, you totally, but. At the same time, well, that's why it's good that she's in that group, though, because yeah, because she's with Johnny and Candice. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I, I, I don't hate knew her. I knew her, but like they're they're actually like giving her I think her a, and Austin a, are, a spotlight. Yeah, her and Austin are both getting a good rub from it being be, the Garganos. I didn't even think about getting um, those two Austin and Johnny tag titles until Logan just like I I've never heard of a faction where one there was two women in it in the first place. And then all of them be tag champs. Tag times, yeah. Then they'd be like the best tag yep. team and group around. Yeah, I, some I, angles there. I don't think you can pull the trigger on Johnny and Austin for a bit because no, that would have to There's wait. clearly yeah. a, a lot of storyline things to to figure oh, yeah. out. But if they keep them together for a while, which I hope they do, because Austin Theory is so talented. And then oh god, that guy has been handled really poorly. Because think about. He's barely in NXT. Then they put him on the main roster and he was in like two different groups and then mm-hmm. they throw him back down. And like, this is the best thing that he's done. And then he got kidnapped and then... Was <laughs> Dude, just- that was so hilarious. Dexter was, was just probably, like- That was one of my favorite. Yeah, because it was just like... They, and no one like brought it up. They were just, <laughs> <laughs> he just gets chloroformed and dragged away. Uh, I love his character. I, he's so I bizarre. Think- I would love to see Dexter with the NXT title. Like, I think he's very talented and has a, yeah, I think like, the NXT, one of a kind uh, character. North American title is, is I, I more on his, uh, yeah. uh, in his I think, future. No. Yeah, I think, well, I think that I mean, one's he happening. He can take both, but I, I'd i like to see him with the big one. Probably be but, sometime. Mm-hmm. But let's actually move on to um, yes. Johnny Gargano. Speaking of... In uh, the in a match for the NXT North American title, Johnny Gargano retained against Bronson Reed. Of course, which, with the help of his minion, his crew. Yeah, yeah, minion. Um, you know, so Bronson wasn't who I thought would win the first match, but I was, and I think Johnny, or excuse me, not Johnny, Tony had the same thought that whoever was going to win the 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 gauntlet would win against Johnny. Mm-hmm. And so I was frankly kind of surprised to see Johnny retain okay. here. But yeah, same. I don't think that Bronson was was hurt by a loss. No. No. Especially since they had Austin interfere. Like if he hadn't interfered then it, you know, then it'd be a little bit more on him to have the loss, but especially with the way it went down. Yeah. And this is another uh instance where again, much like Walter and Tommaso Ciampa, Bronson really can work with, you know, smaller guys and still like still look strong. 
which I think yeah. is 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 an art form. Like the best big men can have like a a good classic big man match, but then also work with little guys. But then it's not like oh this is dumb because all they do is just beat the shit out of little guys. They <laughs> they, yeah. they like. <laughs> They're monsters, but then they know when to when to give a little bit and sell and when to sell. And he's say, good at that. It's very interesting how that character has changed in the last like 20, 15 years, however long it's been. Just that's how it used to be. The bigger you were, it's like, no, no one can touch you. You just destroy everyone. But now it's like it tells a better story. Well, if they, you can. they also put it on the little guy too to to do a lot more to change their style to try and mm-hmm. chop down the big guy usually, you know. So it's, chop that way. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, really, like, that was revolutionized with Shawn Michaels, Bret Hart, Owen Hart. Yeah. And, you know, things kind of changed. And then you had, I think, probably, like, the earliest example of a big man that could work the big man style, but then, like, sell in the right places for smaller dudes is, like, Undertaker. Because think about everybody before him, Ultimate Warrior, Hulk Hogan, these fucking giant guys. The, they like they didn't they didn't sell at all yeah. no yeah and like <laughs> like warrior they, they refused just, to sell to each other like <laughs> yeah i mean if you see like hogan's like old school new japan matches they booked him totally different so he actually did sell but vince's whole thing was squash you know don't sell look strong yeah do the hulk up thing and it takes <laughs> away from the whole wrestling part of wrestling but I mean, in 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 the eighties though, like that's what people wanted to see. They like they they wanted to see Hulk Hogan just be completely, you know, invincible and and yeah and so that it's just it's just different than the product is now that that we we fans prefer. Let's talk about the NXT title match. Karrion Cross defeated Finn Balor. I was kind of expecting this one too. It felt like it was time to kind of pass the torch. Especially since Karrion had to drop the strap, you know, immediately after winning it. And especially since since Finn had had to do the same thing, you know, it felt really like would be such a dick move if he just (laughs) kept it after that, you know? So, I mean, it It was poetic. At the same time, it took Finn, what? two years to get his rematch that he lost for sure so it's cross like, came back way faster i was expecting cross to win this but i would have been damn surprised if finn would have but not mad yeah 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 it would have just been like everyone what exactly is expecting cross to win it's just oh yeah no he's a giant guy did a so if finn would have won it would have been like oh damn yeah this is one of those that again very much like how they have booked, you know, some of these people that they're clearly just pushing to the moon. It's they're they're booking him as a total monster, and it, yeah, it was to be expected. And I, I, I don't really think that's a bad thing because he has a lot going for him. The whole character that he has with Scarlet is very unique. Yeah, it's cool, and he has. He has that quality about him where you're like, this guy could le- like legit fuck people up. Yeah, you know, you know? And, and like he is, he's like a like a legit martial artist. And so there's something that's like, you know, 
even though he's in the in the wrestling the professional wrestling world like he could smash people if he wanted to for real no i i also think it was good i i like the way it was booked not only because of cross but also because i feel like finn has kind of come back and done most of what he needed to do whenever he came back to nxt agreed and i'd love to see him i don't know if this is gonna happen but i'd love to see him go back up now i want to see the demon mix it up with the fiend hey so bro they teased so hard in this match because they actually did like the demon intro it was cool what they did but so they they had that kind of like that like long intro before like his music hits. And so uh-huh. I was like, oh my God, like, are they going to do this? But then they used that opportunity instead to like have this video package that was showing like kind of his career highlights, uh-huh. um, which was, which was cool and unique too. Um, yeah. But for a second there, I was like, oh my gosh, is this going to happen? But it, I don't think it was, it's really the right character or time to do it. N- no, but yeah. If he now leaves NXT and kind of drops the Prince character and goes back to kind of being, then I think that I'm sorry, I just really want to see the Fiend fight the Fiend fight the Fiend. My goodness, the Fiend fight the Demon. I don't know. That to me, yeah, that's 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 got money all over it, and I don't really think yeah. there's anything else you can do with Randy Orton. Although I feel like now they have this interesting thing that they have to resolve with Alexa and the Fiend, but we'll get there. Yes, yes. We'll get there. Yes, but I, I know we're, I'm getting ahead of myself. That's okay. I, I agree with you, though. I, I do think that they that Finn has really reinvented himself, got himself back on the map, and done good by NXT. And, and I, I agree with you. I don't quite know what else they could really do there. Um I'll be sad to see him go, but I think it's just about time. I would be, I'm, I'm, I agree with you. I'm going to be apprehensive though, because it's like, Oh God. I think he was like one of those people that luckily got to move. Cause I think of like, maybe we'd still have Samoa Joe around if they pulled him back down to NXT rather than. Hey, you know, I have high hopes where Joe's going. So it's yeah, okay. that's, I think, Dude, if he goes back to Impact, my God. I've already given my say of what I would like well, to no, see I would Joe to do. Well, no, I would fucking love that, dude. Dude. Um, but as for Cross, I'm really surprised because he fits all of the McMahon, like, big guy, terrifying, all that. Like, I'm surprised he didn't go straight to main roster when coming back from getting hurt. True. Um, at the same time. I forgot what else I was going to say. See, I feel like oh, they uh, uh, that maybe they were they were like, "Hey, Triple H is like, I can build this guy into even bigger star." Yeah, which so I think he I can. I didn't know he was legit like MMA, and after seeing Riddle and Brian in the Rumble for a second, anyone like with MMA or wrestling, it was like, "Go fight Riddle, <laughs> go fight him right now." <laughs> yeah, there's uh, there's some interesting things. What I'm curious to see now. <laughs> Have you been seeing, this is maybe a little out in the weeds, but have you been seeing this interesting, like, tease back and forth with Karrion and John Cena? Yeah, he said he would want to, re- like, Cena posted something on Twitter, and he, yeah. like, basically was just like, dude, I want to retire you. They've been posting about each other, and I'm like, don't, don't tease me like that. 
Because I like, just want to see Cena fight again, man. Le- well, me too. But le- rather let- not not see Cena fight again. Like <laughs> let's let's just paint a uh, I think a very unlikely scenario, but. You know, everybody's expecting, like, well, if John Cena ever comes back and then, do, like, you know, does get that, like, 17th title uh, reign, it, you know, and obviously be, like, the WWE title or the Universal title, but what if it was the NXT title? Dude, that would be wild. That would blow my fucking mind. Well, we've had this conversation before. But then WWE would the- have to acknowledge that the NXT is, yes. like... Oh, Which means actually, uh, Sami Zayn is a world champion. <gasps> Joe is a world champion. Yeah. Uh, Shinsuke Nakamura is. So I doubt it. It's going to be. It's basically the ECW WWE title. It it's it's like, like third brand. Yeah, title. it's totally. It's yeah. totally a world title. You can choose to face it if you win the Rumble, but not really. But it doesn't really count. It's only. Yeah. For yeah. play for play. But there, that's is, not to say that, you know, because there has been the NXT guys that they, they pushed for a short period of time, but they pushed them really hard. So what you said, Tony, could still happen where it's like he's maybe not going to be in NXT very long. And I mean, who knows, like if 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 that could happen to me, I think it's probably just a dream match. that's never going to happen. But I, I love that John Cena is like, I'll play along. Oh, yeah, I'll play along. And I, I, I think either because. I think Dexter Loomis has that build and totally could take the title off cross clean, but for how big they're trying to build him as a monster, there's either going to be like six dudes murder him. And then one of them takes the title off him or I don't know. He'll lose it a ladder match or something along those lines where he can't lose clean. Yeah. I think he's going to go on a tear for a while, which is what I would expect. Um, Which I think is fine. Yeah. Like, it's I think they're booking him well at this point. So I wasn't mad about this. We'll we'll see how things play out with Finn. They could potentially do a mixed tag match between him, uh Scarlet and Gar- the Way. Well what I'm yeah, Ooh. I'm kind of wondering whenever she's gonna wrestle because she 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 actually can wrestle and used to. I she's think she's also they put in her- a really cool band. No, she's not. <laughs> <laughs> They have put her in a good role in, in as far as like the the creepy kind of like overlord like pulling the strings. But I do like now that in this rivalry with Finn that they actually got Carrion talking more. Because obviously like yeah. dude can cut a promo and I to me it's it's totally fine to have a mouthpiece, but I think my favorite version of a talking manager is the talking manager that supplements what their person they're managing, you know? Yeah. I don't really like it when a wrestler is literally silent the whole time. It's kind of weird. It can, it can work. It can work. As as much as I hate him, it does work for Lesnar because yeah, he can't. What? But it's so weird because his voice is like, like, well, no, it's not even that. It's just like, he can't not, swear in a promo but that makes it good like yeah well i think that's why it works as, the few things he ever says now yeah it's yeah. like he's built up as this monster and when this monster says dude i'm gonna beat the fuck out of you and it's just like okay <laughs> <laughs> yeah but so i think carrying cross is in for for big things so this was yes good booking good for him I, let's talk about actually, that actually okay good I was going to say, actually, that would be 
a WWE dream match, Cross and Lesnar, like kind of the. I'm cool with Brock mon- never coming back to WWE. Well, yeah, so it's okay. I, yeah, Tony, think, stop conjuring up the devil from the depths. But yeah, think about nah, like he's good. He can just if they're building Cross the way they want to, he's going to be the the if next. He did want to make him big thing. Yeah, the next biggest big man. Then that is how you do it. But they already did that once, and so you got to beat Drew now. Drew's the king of the mountain. Well, I mean, technically, uh, Bobby Lashley's the king of the mountain. Well, yeah, I guess. Bobby Lashley is the mount. It's it's so weird. I'm so okay with Bobby that, staying where he is. Don't, don't, we can talk about that in a bit. Yeah, hold hold on. On. yeah, yeah we're getting there. Let, let's talk about the main event of, oh, yeah, of I, this show. I forgot we're talking about both of those. Yeah, media yeah. is coming. Kyle O'Reilly defeated Adam Cole in an unsanctioned match. First and foremost, I want to say I think this was the right booking. It was the right what, booking. To have it end that way? I, yeah. yeah. Especially well, for, I, no, for Kyle to win. Yeah, exactly. For especially yeah. since Cole is almost certainly going to be called up. Yeah, like I think this was how Maybe. they write him off TV. Yeah, see, call him. Exactly. I thought that, but then did you guys see that video that they, they that they posted where they were still like talking shit to each other, being rolled out on gurneys? Oh, really? <laughs> and then they they put some sort of like caption. It was like this is apparently still like not over between these guys or something like that. So I'm wondering if they're gonna have like a series of matches before. Huh? Oh, maybe they Adam could. Well, goes. Up. I don't know. I don't know where what's going on with that. Then though, I just know I've talked to Logan a couple times now. Like Kyle O'Reilly needs to win the NXT title. I like, did. It'd be awesome. Hundred percent needs to happen. I, he's like okay. he's he's so hot right now. Well, like, and and that's why I think this was this was good booking. Like Bebe yeah. didn't need the win. No, but Kyle but, is just like on a tear ever since that first singles match he got against Finn. It's just been like everybody's been like, wait, what? Like wait, this guy can like this guy is a fucking he's badass. But fish is gone. How can he possibly (laughs) exactly? So Uh, I I this match was freaking incredible. I loved every bit of it. Like so so intense and so violent. And every time I'm thinking like because it was so long, I'm thinking okay, it's forty minutes, bro. When they went through the freaking ramp, I was like. It's done. Like that, it's gonna be a, a draw, right? They're gonna yeah. double count out or something. Which I guess there's no count out because it's unsanctioned. But I, I thought, oh, these guys are gonna be like dead, so they can't like. <laughs> <do that." laughs> and then they get up and they keep working. Uh, man, it, it was it was a it was a sight. I gotta say that. Like they they did everything they could do, and loved everything about it. It was one of those matches where you know, like, okay, these guys have been working together for so long, whether against each other or, or teaming up or whatever, that they can completely trust each other and just do the craziest, most violent spots and know, like, it's, it's always the best. I'm gonna, gonna be okay. Yeah. Yeah. I completely forgot that I have not seen most of these matches. So when you're like, yeah, well, they go through the stage, I was just like, that was a thing. So what I want to ask you guys, so you're both thinking Cole's going to go right up, remains to be seen, but let's just say once this thing is done, done, once this thing is done, done, let's fantasy book where where you go with Kyle O'Reilly, where you go with Adam Cole. Well, but, so but, but keeping it realistic, like Cole's going to the main roster. That's the, re- the reality. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I think obviously since the rest of undisputed era is non-existent now, obviously Kyle's going to have to keep it in this, keep it real in the singles division. 
you know, uh, is Bobby still out for injury? He's still What's... hurt, and then Roderick quit. Oh, that's right, retired. Okay, so that's that's a work, though, I'm sure, because of the well, way it's lo- been phrased. So, well, let me say what I think. What what I would love to see happen. Yes, and I I don't I don't quite know if you can get a title involved at this point because I think you got to have you got to get some you got to squeeze some more juice out of the carrying cross thing. Yeah. Oh, but yeah. No, it's not ready yet for that. Yeah. He's got to hold it for longer. To me, I think at some point, depending on how long they want to keep Roderick out, like the next logical thing to like really resolve a lot of the and undisputed error things is Roderick and Kyle. Oh, okay. but unless, okay. unless they're going to, unless they're going to have Roderick go up main roster as well. But I, I don't know if they are. I don't. I feel like he's less likely to. Cole is certain, but yeah. I don't know. I mean, that would that would make more sense for the very over the top. Like I'm putting in my two weeks. Like maybe he's legitimately putting in his two weeks for NXT, and like I'm gonna go to SmackDown or I'm gonna go to Raw. So. That well, could, I as think much he's as gonna I get don't. lost in the shuffle. Like, baby oh. has a better sh- oh, yeah. better chance, but ugh. unless they go up and are doing stuff together, I think that's the only way. But there's no way that they would because that fucking bridge has been thoroughly burned. <laughs> yeah, maybe down the line, but yeah, there's a. <laughs> I will say my hope is that they can fucking keep all these guys in the same company for long enough to like. To, to do the reunion and hopefully do the reunion correctly because to me that's got money written all over it oh yeah dude especially if they reunite on the main roster like yeah you know in a in some sort yeah there's a lot of ways you could write it that would be fucking awesome but there's also a ways that they could totally fuck it up too <laughs> so. no, oh yeah i have no the, faith. i have no <laughs> I was going to say, not that it matters now because the Hurt Business isn't a thing, but Ugh. I think that would have been the perfect stable like to bring them up to go up against because they were face at the time and been like, oh, we're the most destructive force in Raw and blah, blah, blah. And it's just like then UE shows up. Yeah. Yeah. But since but that's not going to happen. There's enough. I think there's a lot of time we have to cover before we that even is like makes logical sense. Yeah. But, but I, 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 so I'm confident that at some point they could, you know, have a reunion that meant a lot. And here's the thing. Factions don't necessarily have to be going up against other factions. Factions can just be, we're fucking running everything. And that, that's kind of how they originally booked them. Yeah. And it was very much kind of like a, taking a page out of the evolution kind of playbook where it was like, we're, you know, we're not warring against other factions we're just warring against anybody that has titles because we're going to come take them, which yeah. I think is like, that's kind of gangster. So it's like, yeah, it's, it's a badass. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, like you could argue if I don't know why we're getting into this because the hurt business is gone and UE's gone. <laughs> I was meaning like if the hurt business got all the titles. So if MVP you mean like won, they had, <laughs> yes. And then they just went on a tyrant and were again, the most destructive that no one can stop us. Da, da, da. And then UE can be like, I mean, well, we did the same thing in NXT. You know, I want all those prove. titles instead. Yeah. 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 And then yeah. again, it's, it would match the same, like, we're not, we're not here to like prove anything we've already proven, but we're here. We want your titles. We're coming after you. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. But WWE dropped the ball on that. So yeah, moving exactly. on to what Matt originally asked. Okay. So if. Where are if both Cole these guys going to go? And then just, just figuring Nicole's going to go to the main roster, maybe not right away, but at some point. Like post, okay. post whenever him and Kyle O'Reilly are officially done, he's going to go to the main roster. I think you throw Cole on Raw because you can kind of rekindle the Drew feud with him because Yui or uh, Adam Cole debuted on NXT and attacked Drew. So they have a little bit of history. Oh, so okay, you can, okay, okay, you can okay. do that. Uh, leave Kyle in NXT and either put the strap on him. If you're not going to put the strap on him, I think he should go up, but maybe a little bit after Cole. I mean, maybe, maybe just, he's the guy to beat Carrion. And then just but have it like happen after carrying just goes on an absolute tear and then then push carry yeah. to the main roster. That that would be my way of booking uh, Kyle to win the win the title because it's like it's fucking David and Goliath like it's Kyle is that underdog fucking scrapper like maybe cross just hits him with everything and it literally like you can't put him down you can't put Kyle down and then he eventually gets the title off him and then cross goes up also. Um, if Kyle went up as well, I think you can do some Tom fuckery with like Cole acting like NXT's behind me. I don't need it anymore. Da, 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 da. And then Kyle comes out and like, Hey, I'm still here. So they don't resolve their but, stuff in NXT. They just they keep it going. Well, oh, like God. Said, I would hate that. <laughs> you, you said they were posting some shit about like, Hey, this isn't over. So yeah, but I see, I, you- I took that as like, they're going to figure it out in NXT and then Cole's going to move up. I mean, you might be right. You might be right, but to me, unfortunately, I think there's less of a chance of them both going on to doing interesting things post that if they both go if, to main roster. Because I think Vince is going to take yeah. one look at Kyle O'Reilly and be like, "And uh, he's going to." Yeah. It's 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 to the mid card for you, yeah. Two oh five live for that man. <laughs> Back where you belong. Yeah, if if I had to pick, I would do it the the first route, like Drew Drew and Adam. That's that's intriguing. I. That would be a, that would be a that. good starter feud. Um, it kind of puts <laughs> it kind of puts Cole in the main event scene, but maybe not the title scene just yet. And then Kyle can uh, go after the NXT title. You know who? You know who I would love to see Cole have a rivalry to. And there's a little bit of history here. Kevin Owens. Think about like that now famous gif of like Adam Cole, like doing that, like, you know, ridiculous, like shocked face when Kevin Owens music hit and they, they were in war games together. Dude. Like, I think that's a good, like promos. Oh my God. To me, that's a good, like intro rivalry that doesn't need to be for a title necessarily. And those matches would be chef's kiss. You know, what about the Logan Paul rivalry? Oh God! <laughs> we could also go Sorry. even further than that. Please, no. We, we got AJ Styles also. Oh, come on! Or you know, like if if Finn Balor is going to go back back up, you know they they just do Finn Balor and Adam Cole on a larger s- stage. Yeah, that's a mania match right there. Oh yeah, triple threat. Throw AJ in there. Uh, you know, okay, so you know what would be my ultimate wet dream would be like, <laughs> what would be those three guys in a stable? Oh. You know, like, so it's like, 
Adam Cole was never a Bullet Club leader, but like actual legit like Bullet Club members. And to me, it's like the fact that WWE hasn't been like, oh, well, there's a Bullet Club reunion on AEW. Like maybe we should like try to like counter program against that. that. Yeah. It's mind blowing to me. It's like, okay, you had all the pieces there for years before this. Now you lost the Good Brothers, but you still have two former leaders in AJ and Finn uh, Balor. Why have you not done something with them other than they had one match together and you know they 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 teased was it the up? Best match. Yes, on that card. But to me, it's like, dude, it. If anything, if you really want to stick it to AEW and Impact, I, I say, you know, be like, hey, this is the real fucking, you know, Bullet Club. But I think then the, they can't say they Bullet even, Club. I was going to say that, yeah. Because clearly they, I think, like, New Japan is letting Impact and AEW, like, go that hard into referencing. This is the lounge. Bullet Club, because New Japan owns that. I figured there was something about it because whenever, whenever the Good Brothers were with AJ and they kind of tried to do something, you know, they it was they, the club, the club exactly, it was or like, or the OC, so original club. Yeah, it's like, and then they did the same thing with Balor, but it was called the Balor, Balor Club, Balor Club. Which um, I, I think you can still go back to the well and just be like, it, it's the club or something like that. I don't think there's anything wrong with that, but to me, it's yeah, like I, acknowledge it and then call out the other guys like on the other shows. Yeah. You know, because if to see. me, it would like what I would write into it is be like, I'd put those two guys together and be like, you know, the other guy that was like former like Bullet Club leader is Kenny Omega. Call him out. Like, but then they have this weird thing where they don't want to acknowledge that other guys. That would be exist. so, well, so freaking wild, but there's no way WWE'd ever do that shit. So I did see a post about it a while ago. Um, and it was just, it was literally uh, AJ. Finn and Cole is referencing that they're all Bullet Club, but they were all in black suits. And it reminded me of like main event mafia style. So if they took a little bit of that and mix it with Bullet Club and like, I don't know, that's how I see it. Like Reservoir Dogs, like just all black suits. Well, yeah, because you could have like a evolution Bullet Club sort of thing, you know, or even kind of take some nods from, you know, what they did with Undisputed Era. But and then, sp- anyways, that, that's like, like really dream booking, but we're like super fucking out, off the out in the weeds now. On well, <laughs> yeah. Say what you're going to say, Tony, and then let's let's okay. transition into, into um, mania. again. Back to what you just said, like evolution esque, like, yeah, you take these three main event guys who have proven they can work anywhere and you throw in a couple not no names, but like younger talent and build them up. So you get, you get a little bit of everything. You get your bullet club. You get your main event mafia. You get your evolution. Yeah, yeah, that'd be cool. Don't think it's going to happen, but. (laughs) (laughs) No. All right. So before we get into like both these cards, we have to acknowledge how WrestleMania Night 1 started off. Shit show. Oh, my God. It was. It was something else. Uh, yeah. Rain, you know, weather delay, rain and wind. I'm sure it was horrible for them to deal with. So as much as it was a shit show, sure. I'm sure it was a nightmare to try and actually run the show during that. Yeah, we're I, just watching I it think, like, oh, my God. No, 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 they're actually there <laughs> panicking. <laughs> Obviously, they had to, you know, do some some crazy scrambling in the beginning. But in my mind, 
I think they rallied. You know, other than that one, there was one match that we'll talk about that was rough. Yeah. But to me, that I think they delivered. Yeah. No, they they and definitely they had, recovered. They had weather issues both nights. Yeah. So basically, we had to watch base. Like, what was it? About an hour worth of like just prompt impromptu promos. Yeah. To fill time. It was quite a while. They definitely kept it going way longer than they meant to. And there was definitely, they were definitely off the cuff promos. <clears throat> I felt the worst for, for Bobby and, and Drew because Drew comes mm-hmm. out and of course he's, he's a badass, but I mean like he's all pumped up for battle and then like, they're, yeah, they're ready, like, oh, hey, cut go. a promo. And he's like, ah, fuck. And like, he did a pretty good job. He stumbled a little bit, but he did a pretty good job. But like, yeah, that's such a momentum killer. That sucks. I, I think they delivered. Like if, yeah. if, if, there was a match that I would have expected would have suffered the most. It would have been this one. Certainly not the one after it, which I feel like, okay, we're going, we're going, but that was, <laughs> we'll get there. So let's, let's talk about it. So once everything gets going, Bobby Lashley. Love, real, real quick, before we get into the match, one last thing about the, the shit show beforehand. I just love whenever they're like, Hey, we're about to get the match underway. There is some, there's some mild weather issues. And then behind them, five <laughs> minutes. <laughs> it's, it's I literally, torrential downpour like a waterfall behind them and they're like it's fine everything is fine here yeah that was oh, like classic <laughs> wwe oh shit anyway this, this is one thing we're gonna try to sell you that it's totally different though uh yeah so opening match bobby lashley defeated drew mcintyre by technical submission meaning drew uh passed out didn't tap out yep to retain the WWE title. I think we all were a little surprised by this. Yep. Is that fair to say? Yep. Not Stokes. I know yeah, you I, didn't like it. I was no. I was fine with it. To me it was a I, I thought it was a great match and I think they need to kind of put Bobby over to legitimize. I think it's him. time for Bobby and, and I'm sure and I know that he's on the tail end. You know, he's been around for a while, so they got to pull the trigger if they're going to pull the trigger. I just I just feel so bad for Drew. So so think- was it just let me ask you this, Logan. I'm, um, was it that Drew lost period or you, did you not like that he lost by like passing out or um, I don't love whenever the people I like get submitted. Um, but he, but he did didn't pass. But he passed out and he didn't tap out, which is a good way to do that. Um my biggest thing is just that I really wanted Drew to have that win at Mania with fans because he didn't get that for his other Mania because he had a great title run, but he never had fans at all. Like he like kept the whole fucking thing going, you know, that whole time, and he did a great job with it. But it's just it, I I just really wanted it. But you know what? That's how they write. That's that's why it's written like that because it pulls at my heartstrings. So it, it it's good. It was a disappointment, but I still think it's good writing. And also, like I said, I think it's time to pull the trigger on Bobby. You know, there's limited time there. It was at the sacrifice of Drew finally having that like legit WrestleMania moment. But then Mm -hmm. also, I think it would have buried Bobby in a more negative fashion. They can't do that, especially after they just annihilated his faction that was running, you know? So here's here's my thoughts on it. Apparently their next show they're gonna have fans at is SummerSlam. Keep this rivalry going and then have Drew win it at SummerSlam. That's what I would do. I think that'd be good. Tony, what'd you think of 
I'm sorry, Logan. Go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say that way both of them still have a mania win, but Drew does get his you know big pay per view fan pop whenever he gets the title back. So, Tony, what so you think? I was, I think we talked about it a little before the show. Like this is the first mania with fans um, since two years ago. Um, obviously, the last two manias, meaning like 35 and 36, were like feel good manias. Like they, they we kind of got everything we wanted um but with this being the first time fans are back i was expecting the drew pop just because he didn't get it last year but i think that again made it a little too obvious yeah so that's that could be why they didn't do it because they want to keep us guessing yeah this was more surprising i think because as much as i think this was long term a better decision i was uh, uh at least in terms of expectations along your guys line of thinking where to me it's like oh well clearly they got to do this because like this guy held it down and yeah this, this whole year and then didn't really get his like nope <laughs> his is you know just deserve uh so to me it was it was yeah a little more shocking that it was like oh shit bobby beat him clean and dominated him yeah you know at least well, in the finish half clean because uh mvp did distract him there at the end but it's like that, that yeah, little, but it wasn't like, splash. but it wasn't like he got involved or he effed with the ref or whatever. He just kind of stood there and made some noise, and Drew was like, stopped what he was doing. So I mean, like, it yeah. was like the most mild of distractions. It wasn't like he like beat him over the back with his crutch and then Bobby finished him or anything like that. You know? Yeah. So again, it's it's one of those. Um, I think if Bobby wasn't doing so well at being so destructive in the what's it's been six months now. Um, whenever he started with MVP, basically, uh, it wouldn't have been as impactful if Drew just beat him real quick. No worries. Um, yeah. Oh, again, he'd be back on the mid card. Yeah. I disagree with keeping the rivalry going until SummerSlam because you can break away for a little bit, kind of put that idea of like, oh God, they're, they're taking Drew out of the title picture. What the hell's going on? And then I don't know, later on down the road after Drew builds up a head of steam, have him win a battle royal or something for a number one contendership. And then during that time, Bobby can just tear through everyone, tear through a Braun Strowman, a Sheamus, a Riddle, a everyone. Yeah, you can do that. I was impressed with this match, though. It's um, I, I had high hopes for it, but it I think the main event slot or the opening slot, there's a lot of pressure because it, yeah. it sets the tone or closes the show. And I think these guys, they killed it. And like, especially with the fact that with, with how this whole thing started, dude, that for real, they, they kind of were up against it. And, um, I think it was, it was what everybody was hoping for. It's just like these two just massive guys that are just strong, powerful dudes. And, you know, really at like the top of, of WWE right now. So to me, I think this is a, a rivalry in the making at least for WWE, like they, we know that they've worked outside of, yeah, of, uh, of WWE, but for where they're currently at, I think this is like, I think of it, it's like, Oh, this is like a potential Cena Orton sort of thing that I think these guys will be doing this for mixing it up for a while off and on. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, it reminds me of like Hogan and warrior, like, those big <laughs> These guys. guys are way more athletic than those guys. Well, that's what I was going to say. That was, again, what I was going to say about, like, uh, look how much the products changed. Like, 
30 years ago, these guys would be exactly like Hogan and warrior. Like, Oh, we don't need to know how to wrestle. And no, no, it's one big move here. One big move here. Don't sell for each other. Da, da, da. It's, it just shows like these guys are even better than everyone thinks, I guess. Yeah, I totally. Yeah. Cause I, I think that's the thing you see less big men, quote unquote, big men that are like a, of like a really classic, like old school big man, like, oh, well, you know, they're really slow. They barely move. They do, you know, only a few things, but their limited move set is like, you know, really impactful. I mean, now like some of these bigger guys, they, they, they crazy work, shit. They work like cruiserweights. Yeah. It's nuts. Dude. Willie Mack is one of the fucking wildest guys I've ever seen. Yeah. Does yeah. Not, he, does not look like he could do some of the stuff he does. Defies logic. For yeah. sure. So uh, let's get into the, the next match. <laughs> Oof. Between. Oh, God, there's so many things about this that are disappointing. <laughs> between slips down the ramp, boobies, slips. boobies <laughs> flying out, uh, bo- botchamania, like more botches than I could even keep keep up with. Um, How about that botch at the finish, though? I don't even remember which one are you referring to. Yeah, God. The fact uh, of who won. Oh, right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. whenever he called out. Yeah. No, uh, I'm just saying the tag team that won. Oh, I, I'm glad that they won. Didn't, are you talking about the yeah, explain, explain yourself. Yeah. Oh, I'm I'm off. Are you on the, the next night? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah the next night. I'm, that, I'm ahead that's what it. I figured. That's what I figured. Okay. So, You're talking about Michael Cole botching the the call for the Sasha Banks. Yeah, that's Bianca that's Belair. What totally, no, it's not what he was talking about. But he was he okay. was talking about the the tag team match from night two. Okay. Where yeah. Well, let's, but, let's okay. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. No, I didn't uh, mean to get ahead. I thought it was that night. <laughs> but okay, yeah, so this, okay, go ahead. Logan. I was just gonna say it's it this it was. Yeah, it was pretty unfortunate that there was so many, so many issues, like not only just like with, you know, like you said, slips, nip slips, but then also botches because of wet ropes, because of, of the weather and everything. And, and, and I, I think that the delay, it, it, you could tell that none of these gals were really comfortable the whole entire time. Oh uh, yeah. It was told everything was on the back foot. It was pretty wild though. Cause you would think that like that, like you said that that would happen on the first match, but not on the second match. But like, it's weird that those two guys kind of held it down and, and, and champed it out. And then like um, the second match, it seems to be where it kind of fell apart and whatnot. But I, I do believe a lot of that is because of the, like how much water there was like, just involved in general and it was everything was real slick and stuff too so yeah they were probably really flustered and it and it was one of those also like i liken it to logan you you can really attest to this like if you're gonna liken it to being a musician and doing a live set sometimes if a few things go wrong oh dude it's like a fucking snowball effect where it's yeah. just like it just keeps getting worse and worse and worse and you can't get it back. And, and then the, you're I, panicking and then it gets Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, because yeah. then you're you're like, yeah, you're not in the right frame of mind and it just you you, you fuck up and stuff. And I, and I I honestly think that was what was going on here because yeah, I, I saw the teams that were having some issues. I think they were the ones that were having more 
like botches, you know, because it was like, yeah. of course, you fall down a ramp in your entrance, like you're probably going to be shaken up. Your boobies Not fly out. <laughs> you're you're going to be shaken up. That's not the kind of WrestleMania she moment didn't that you realize. Want. Yeah, she didn't realize that happened because she didn't fix it, obviously. Yeah, that's true. Because it kept showing it. So she wasn't shaken at all because of it. Oh, man. Yeah, but I mean, I I, I got to think that, that somebody in the back probably told the referee, be like, hey, like, because, you know, they have those earpieces in. So I think at some point she that, must have known. That but. would be just real awkward because, like I said, it was out for a while. Just imagine the ref like 10 minutes in like, oh, by the way, and she. <gasps> <laughs> it's, it's like in Deadpool with Colossus, like, and he's just like, your, your breast is out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I don't know what else we can say about this match. I do think that the. And before you start getting into a diatribe, Tony, we'll get into night two. Yeah, we'll but night two, the, the, the but right team won yes. this match. <laughs> this was very. I was. I was very hopeful whenever I saw this, and despite the botches and everything at the close of this match. I was actually really happy because I was like, okay, you know what? There's some issues there, but I think we're on a good trajectory. This is a good path. And then that will be continued whenever we discuss night right. two. <laughs> right. Let's get into what I think was one of my two favorites on this card, our man, yeah. the Swiss, Swiss cyborg, cyborg, the Swiss Superman, Cesaro defeated Seth Rollins. I didn't know if it was going to happen, but it happens. Yeah, dude. And God damn, what a classic. Yeah. I, I, awesome. I knew it was going to be a banger, but whew. dude, that fuck it still that corkscrew frog splash or whatever the hell Seth did. That was awesome. That's man. exactly what he did. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, there's like a ton of great spots in the whole thing. And Seth is a total butthole. Like his character sucks ass right now, but um, like, but it's supposed to. Yeah, exactly. And, and he's still he's doing did, his job. He did an amazing job too. And just like, like that move. I don't know. It's just, I like to see the innovation with like such a classic move, but like adding a little flair to it. Like, yeah, I think, I think Matt and I even like looked across the room. It was like, I been, again, watching wrestling for 20 years. I don't think I've ever seen someone do that. Yeah. So I'm sure it's happened in like a Lucha match and like Tijuana or like in Indies oh, or yeah. something like that, but never, never seen it on main WWE. roster, like large scale wrestling shows. Never. Yeah. Um, Imagine and- all the guys who watched it and be like, why did I fucking think of that? <laughs> <laughs> to, to me, I, another thing that really stuck out to me, Cesaro has a, f- a couple times, maybe a few even, done that like torture rack airplane spin and then go went no hands. With no hands, but yeah, dude. This was the most epic time he's ever done it. He's yeah. going faster and and you know and and I doing the it hands for on longer. his hips. He looks so and, sassy when he's doing it too. It's so great. It's burnt in my mind. I'm thinking like this is a star making moment because that when you could hear the crowd just like roar as soon as he pulled his hands down. And then we were all just like, <gasps> yeah! marking out. And yeah, this was everything it, I think it needed to be. Seth is a, is a true pro because I, obviously we don't know what the story was behind the scenes, but I do know these guys have a good relationship in real life. And I'm sure that he probably was like, I, I want to put him over. Yeah. Oh, for sure. They're homies because and he wanted to, yeah. If we're talking Seth's, about Seth's had plenty of his own moments. So this is, you know, he's, I'm sure he wanted to give, you know, Cesaro a good moment. hundred percent. Cause Cesaro, if, go ahead, go I was going to say, sorry. if if we're, if we're talking about what have, would have been the more obvious, like WWE creative choice, it would have been Seth Rollins going over. 
And I honestly, I hate to say this, I wouldn't have been surprised if that would have happened. So I was going to say Cesaro now, ironically, reminds me of 2019 Seth because he was just, he went on a fucking tyrant and everyone was just like, no, Seth's our guy, Seth's our guy. And then, China Momentum. or was it, was it, uh, no, it was 18 when he won the IC title, right? Yeah. That, that was kind of where it Night started. Rollins thing. Yeah. yeah. So if Cesaro can just keep this going, which, the only person who could stop him is the machine. So I, I don't see, I see this ending. Well, like I even if it so. takes, you think Brian I cage would, is going to come over? Yes. <laughs> I think that door is no. <laughs> so if I'm going to long-term book Cesaro keeps this up for another year, wins the rumble has his mania moment in Dallas. I mean, I would I'd rather I would, see him like, I would get love a it title shot and be a champion before then. Well, yeah, I would love it, but I think I think that would benefit. Well, I th- I just think that'd be good if he doesn't win Money in the Bank, then he should win the Rumble. See, to me, I, I feel like he's on a latter part of his career, and I I think if they if they don't pull the trigger on him like being a champion within like the next six to nine months. I don't know if they're never. I don't think if they're ever going to do it. Yeah, I just don't know if his steam will last that long because he's got some I, good momentum right now. I'm afraid to. I I agree with what you're saying, Tony. As far as you want to book it right so that it's a good title run instead of just being a flash in the pan. But I also think Matt's got the right idea where it's like, like I'm afraid to wait. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I do That's think it's, it's a good sign that we saw then on the following SmackDown that he immediately is doing dueling promos with Roman and is involved in that title picture. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we'll have to get a match booked, but I, I'm like, yeah. okay. Like and so you- he works a match with Jay and I'm like, this is it. This is good. This is, this is a good sign. Yeah. Did you see what happened when Roman came out and was talking and then Cesaro came out? Like he went, he like got into the ring with him and like, locked eyes with him for a second and went to go get a mic and then Roman just left. Like <laughs> Roman's Roman's heel game right now. Dude, he's killing I, it, man. Next I love level. It, but Next level. I, just the fact that he's just like, he's gone. They're like, what the fuck? <laughs> no, that's exactly what happened. He, he got a mic and he turned around and he's like halfway up the ramp. And so, like, I think they did that intentionally because they're trying not, they're doing the the minimal tease as they can of yeah. like, oh look, they were in the same ring together, but yeah, they, didn't, and it's, they didn't talk to each other. It's absolutely not going to happen right away for sure because no, because th- th- Seth also cut a promo on Cesaro. Like, I think they're going to run it back. Yeah, you know, again, um, I think this is uh, again. I think this is going to end with a title on Cesaro. I think Seth is kind of being the guy to be like this is what it's like to be at the top because Rollins has been there a couple of times. So mm-hmm. maybe he's like kind of leading Cesaro down that path of like when you're champion, he, Seth's been on both sides, obviously he's been loved and hated. So it's like, he's going to give him both sides of it. Yeah. So let's move on to the next match. AJ Styles and Omos defeated the new day to capture the raw tag team titles. Pretty wild finish did not expect that yeah yeah it's an interesting match all the way around i i i still i don't know how i feel about 
as Styles and almost being like a tag team. Yeah. But I, almost, I this, it impressed me. I like. Oh, dude, for he sure. Looked, he looks great. Shout out to Xavier shit talking. We are successfully cutting the ring in half. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I love. I love that we were shit talking on Omas's uh, outfit. We're like, "Why are you wearing dress clothes in the ring?" And then we looked at him. We were like, "Oh damn, those are fucking fly, and they look like they're like weren't great too." Like, oh, like it's like it's like, like an dress cut, like button up dress clothes, like wrestling gear hybrid. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, and man, holy crap! Like once he got in the ring. Oh man, like he smashed everybody. Like that whole like that ending shot where like Kofi looked like he was legit dead. Dude, it was <laughs> concerning. The, the fall off look in his eyes was like way too real, bro. Yeah, either dead or concussed. <laughs> like, yeah, or like having a flashback of some sort or something. Yeah, yeah. he was just selling. Just, well, watch, clearly, just but... watch one of his eyes roll to the side. <laughs> yeah. So, I, I, yeah, again, like it's one of those things where I, I feel like. Um, New Day didn't necessarily need to win the titles to then drop them in this situation, but it it is what it is. Yeah. I, I still, I, my ass is still chapped about the Hurt Business thing. Wasn't this a like, lot, wasn't ahead. a lot of this had to do with, didn't AJ need this to be a Grand Slam champion or something too? Yes, yes. I feel like that's well, probably uh, part a, of... Actually, I think he was, uh, yeah, Grand Slam, excuse me. Yeah, 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 you're right. So I feel like that's, I, you know, I feel like that's probably part of the influence there. And I think, and I could be wrong, but I think that his and Omos's uh, uh, reign is not to be a long one. Uh, I think it's more yeah. for, you know, getting the accolade than anything else. So I went, I went into this match hat with like the smallest sour taste in my mouth because I heard I've read a bunch of things and watched a bunch of videos on uh, almost like I guess his ring work was not good when he first came up and that's why he hasn't wrestled a single match yet so and then that's why they put him with AJ and then but going in with that mindset I think he did fine oh, yeah. I think he did great so he either got his shit together and figured out what he needed to do or he or, wasn't actually that or everybody was full of shit before you <laughs> Which you, you never know. It's you hear something and it's I typically give it if I hear it from like four or five different sources, I'm kind of like, OK, you got to gonna... be careful with that rumor mill. You never know. I know. You never know. Because it's going to churn out. But I'm very time, happy to be proven wrong. The same time I heard he was bad in the ring. I also heard that Keith Lee was bad in the ring and that they they both sent them back down for training. And I was like. I know no. that's not fucking real. Yeah, I, I know. Keith, I know. I was like, that's bullshit. Yeah. I've seen him live. Like, that's a lie. <laughs> Um, yeah, so I think this will, I, I could see this tag title run go for a minute. Um, if it doesn't end with almost turning on AJ, cause I think that would be the way to go. I think that's what's going to happen. It, yeah. It, it has to be. Yeah. yeah. But at the same time, you never know the club could show up and they can turn. Off. Yeah. I don't know. No. Um, I think it'll go for a couple pay-per-views, three, three tops. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't, you know, and if they, if he doesn't turn on him for them to lose the titles, I think they'll go back to like him being AJ's heavy, uh, you know, for a little while longer and then AJ doing the singles thing. Yeah. Which is weird because AJ's only been there for five years now. 
roughly and just look at everything he's done. Like, what else do you do with him? I mean, he's he's a top guy, dude. Yeah. He he's at that level where Shawn Michaels was, where it's like he doesn't need a title. Like, yeah, he he could he could put anyone over, have him win his matches, but it's just like he does not need a title. He's a top guy who's got all the accolades, and he still wrestles fucking five star matches, and he can make other people look really good too. So he's never had the universal title though. I mean, I'd be okay with him having a title. (laughs) Well, yeah, that's even, it's like, he's won a world title and all of that, but I guess they do kind of think that way. Like I remember listening to a podcast with Seth Rollins. Um, It was right when the raw tag team titles were introduced. And he even said like, I've won like everything, but now they got these raw tag team titles. I mean, I want, I want to win those. So maybe AJ has a, a similar mindset and he's like, well, I've never had the universal. So, and I guess he's never, one money in the bank or Royal rumble. So if they bring back King of the ring, which I think they should see, I feel like King of the ring is, it is a better elevator for somebody who's not as established as he is. Yeah. It's not to say I that mean, they can't, I would do still that. like to see King of the ring back. Just a general. Oh, yes, totally. Let's move on to the next match. Braun Strowman defeated Shane McMahon in a steel cage match. I think this was, an obvious, like we knew how that was going to go outcome. Um, again, I said it already on this podcast. We talked about it when we were watching it. I hated the build up to this. I think that they got, they went into the cheap heat route, which I, I'm not a fan of, but if you're going to have a bully, get his comeuppance and at least do it on the biggest stage of them all. And at least uh, rip, at least pull him through it. Chain fence. And- <laughs> hey, that was cool. I don't. I've never seen that. That was cool, yeah, dude. So they did some cool stuff, and it, it was a fun match. I still it was like, I, I, you know, I don't like. What did this match really like gain for either guy? I think it was just something for Braun Strowman to do. I suppose. Yeah, they were like, "Hey, Braun, we got a mania match for you." And I, and it's I, I do. Great, I think it's it was, not a great one. <laughs> I, I can really go the rest of my watching wrestling life and never see Shane McMahon at mania again. Cause it's yeah. What did that? What did that? Okay. Braun, you beat up a fucking 50 year old guy that, yeah, he takes care of himself, but it's like, what has he done? Like so, he's not a Randy. He's Orton. the greatest he's not a, fucking wrestler in the world. Tony, you he's shut the your best mouth. wrestler in the world. He's not the greatest. <laughs> oh, so, sorry. so here's the thing, Tony. So I, I partly agree with you, but I also think that there, so They've done too much with him, I think. And I think it's because... So, his sister has definitely developed way more into a backstage role. Triple H has developed way more into a backstage role. His dad's too old to be working stuff. But I think that there is money and marketability in the McMahons being on the show. Yeah. Because they're such good heels. And people want to hate a rich person. Like <laughs> you yeah. want to fucking hate a rich person. Yeah. And, but I, I do, I do agree with you. I think he's been over profiled in the last few years and that what, what they were doing back in the day, like when his dad would wrestle or even when he was wrestling back in the, it was a little more few and far between and that more of their heel stuff would be like through promos and them like controlling the shows and stuff. Um, but that they, I think if they leaned way too hard. uh, Yeah. I think if Shane had the same, like 
evil aura as Mr. McMahon, it'd be a little different because when Michaels fought McMahon and Stone Cold fought McMahon, it was just like, no, you beat the fuck out of that guy. Like, you, I, I don't like, but I think it also comes back to what you were saying about the poor booking. Like, if this was since Survivor Series, if that's when they started this and it very much showed Shane like using his power to fuck with Braun or something, I because I think that's what they were trying to do, but they... But then they were had, just like, no, he's stupid. Yeah. And it's just like, that's a different, that's a whole other different thing. It's just yeah. like... <laughs> yeah, no, I agree with you. I think that when the McMahons are used well, it's at the cost of... And I, I hate this. I, this is going to kind of dog Braun a little bit, but I think it, it has to be them holding uh, the biggest baby face down. So it has to be at the cost of the biggest baby face. That's when it works the best. And then Braun's not really the biggest. largest baby face. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. (laughs) Like it, the last time I think it worked very well was obviously Daniel Bryan and the authority. Like, yeah, that's, that's how the, I think that's how it should have been. I don't know if if Shane can go full like corporate evil, I think you, you can keep that going. Then I wouldn't mind seeing it. Yeah. See, at, at this point, I feel like if they're going to have if they're not going to have, you know, have Triple H be more active, nor Stephanie, if they are going to have Shane be active, I agree with you. I would like to see him be. Yeah. Like maybe. In the storyline, write it in that like he's taken over the company, something like that, where it's like it, it's not just oh I'm the I'm the the boss's kid and look at me I'm just a rich little shithead because that's kind of like his thing and now he's just an older version of a rich little shithead. Yeah, um, and, and <laughs> he's the, a bo- grown up. He's a grown up rich shithead. Like like middle aged man, and I think those that, are the worst. That has lost as as much traction. I think he's at the age now where he could do an interesting kind of like a take on what Vince used to do. Yeah, where, like you said, Tony, where he's like he's the evil boss, not just like oh I'm the boss's kid. I think <laughs> Mister Mister McMahon has been a heel. His entire character, right? Except for that little, not little entire, but but in 09 when Orton was attacking the McMahon family, and Jesus, and then every now I, and again he'll like he'll show up and he hasn't been on TV, and then people will pop for him and he'll kind of bask in it, and then he'll then he'll say something he he's like, like "fuck all of you," yeah. <laughs> but I, I don't know. I think we've said enough about this match. It was at least the good guy won, I guess. Yeah, and it and it it didn't have any botches or anything. There was some good spots. It, I don't know yeah, if it was. I will give it. It wasn't a crazy mania match, but it wasn't like terrible. So I, I, I I'm okay with it. Yeah, I was gonna say I will give it. Never seen someone rip through the cage and drag someone. I like that he pulled him back inside too. Yeah, like usually people like get thrown movie, through it like out. Like he's yeah, like, that's what no, it's like the other. <laughs> yeah, it was it was uh, original. Let's talk about uh, Bad Bunny and Damian Priest defeating The Miz and John Morrison in a tag match. So this became a tag match, which uh, I thought it should have been the whole time. And so like before they, you know, they kind of basically put that together last minute. When I did the preview for this show, I was like, why is this not a tag match? You know, or why is this not Damian Priest against Miz and Bad Bunny just in his corner? But it was put together, you know, eventually what it needed to be. And Bad Bunny 
Dude, I think uh, I'm so impressed. Just, everybody, yeah, I like. I'm like upset that I have to eat crow on this one, but I've been talking shit on Bad Bunny <laughs> ever since he first fucking showed up at that yep. last pay per view, and I've been like, why is this fucking goon still around? And I know we we made you know during the show lots of comments of like you know, but this this is a slot that could be filled by somebody who really needed you know that actually is a fucking wrestler that could have had a WrestleMania match. And, and that's true. But I will say this guy stepped up, man. Like yeah, on, his wrestling guess, was, was pretty solid. Yeah. He was well trained. Yeah. Yeah. There's all, there will always be celebrity spots in WWE. In this case, we got two, but we'll get to that later. But uh, no bad bunny. When I read that he like, moved to Florida and like was training every day to try and do this. Right. It's just like, as, as much as I also hate fucking Pat McAfee, he did the same thing and he had a good match, Yeah, but bad money, bad buddy, um, bad bunny. I think the Miz is kind of that perfect celebrity guy to go up against. Yeah. Cause in a way he, Miz has always gone away for a little bit to do some movies. So in a way he's, also in that side, but he's he's a wrestler through and through. Like, yeah, he he made him look really good. So like, and so did John Morrison. Like like yeah, they, they helped did. put they put him over hella. Like he definitely and had I, some assistance. And I'm glad Priest was be able to get medically cleared and get his first mania. And and yeah, and for all my complaining about you know and and our complaining about there not there being somebody else that could have taken the spot that was an actual wrestler. Well, at least the guy that they paired with this dude for this crazy star power WrestleMania match, that's an NXT call up from not that long ago. So, I mean, like he's, that's a pretty, that's a pretty big deal. This was a high profile match for him for sure, because so the celebrity match always has the casual fan or like the, Oh, I, I don't know anything about pro wrestling, but I'm going to check this out. Cause I know who bad bunny is or Logan Paul or and whatever. Then all the wrestling fans yeah. are like, who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> uh, absolutely. Yeah. You're, you're totally right. So yeah, I think it fully delivered and, and yes, Miz and Morrison absolutely really did their job and they, they made him look like a, a million bucks. Cause you could, you could see the stuff where he was looking really, really strong on. They, they were they, like, they caught yeah. him, you know, they, they were like, you know, they were, so what was that spot that you could tell Miz muscled him? Yeah. Like basically all he did I was, don't like, what it was they're like, go, they're like, go rigid. And I, I don't even know what it was, but yeah, he like picked them up and like, Wasn't he it the, used them to like, yeah. 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 And it, and it was not like a, oh gosh, like this is like, he's carrying him in a, like a, like a bad way. It was, they, he just did a really good job at making him look like a million yeah, bucks. It looked really well done. If you were paying close attention, you could see that like it was engineered mostly by Miz and Morrison, but it, but it was still, you know, it looked really well done. As, hey, hey. as it should be, ho, because ho. I mean, like main roster WWE, they have the most experience, so I'm sure they probably were calling the match and yeah, yeah, it was. I think it delivered, and I, I'm not a fan of celebrity matches, but if they're good, I will put them over. And this was good, so this yeah, it was a good match. I enjoyed it. It was the. Craziest marketing campaign for a new album and a tour I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, that fucking crazy package they played na- the next night. night. Too. Yeah, the, the Triple fuck? H like promo package. Hands the golden microphone, and he's like, "You got to go do what you do now." <laughs> <laughs> 
And like so big budget, like they've spent a fuck ton of money on that. And then like what the fuck he climbed back up on top of his fucking semi truck to ride away. It's like, that's the least practical form of travel. Like, good God. I'm sorry. Have you ever traveled at the top of a semi? How do you know? (laughs) It's covered in bugs, bro. It's like a, it's like a semi with like a scooter handle on top of it. It's crazy. Uh, I'm just saying, if you've never traveled that way, you don't know. You can't say. Oh my goodness. And in the main event for night one, Bianca Belair defeated Sasha Banks. I think this is kind of what a lot of people wanted. Historic match. First time the two black women have main evented uh, a WrestleMania match. And it it totally delivered. I think. Did not uh, disappoint. Yeah. I think that uh, these women did a really good job of like not letting the moment get to them because like they were both emotional going into it. Like, oh, at, vi- the, f- at the very beginning, Bianca was crying. I mean, when but, they first started and like Sasha was like, all right, all right, but get, that, like, get it, get it together. <laughs> that could have thrown the match. Um, oh, it totally could have. Cause yeah. they could have, you know, I mean like Bianca was, cause keep in mind, this is Sasha Banks first WrestleMania main event, you know, because she wasn't <laughs> in the, then the last one. And I mean, this is like Bianca's like biggest match, period. Oh, for sure. Another person who was in NXT until for, recently, and all yeah. of a sudden, boom, huge. Stage. And it's her first mania. First yeah. mania. She debuted. Yeah. So like, this is a, a like a crazy like position for her to be in. So, but she, man, she's a hell of a performer. She fucking delivered, dude. But ev, oh gosh, like, I think this goes to show, like. I, you know, everybody's talks about like Charlotte, like, oh, she's the goat. She's the female goat. I think in the end, like, the, you know, it's it's so interesting that with this women's division that you've got her, Bailey, Charlotte, Becky Lynch, all existing at the same time, because it's it's mind blowing if you think about the fact that like there's like four women that have all been at the same time that like could be in the argument for like, who's the goat? female wrestler that's yeah. fucking crazy and, and then and now you have oscar like oscar too and oh, then totally. now you have these these you know upstart women and like bianca and and rhea ripley who are just as good it, it's crazy because like i i mean has that ever happened with men's wrestling i no i've never well, been I that didn't. many top people that existed at the same time to be I mean, fair, men weren't gate kept for as long and then had the floodgates gates open as that's well. True. So, that's you true. Know. That's true. I think the closest you can argue was Rock, Stone Cold, Triple H, Taker were all Jer- Jericho. Yeah. 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 But yeah. that was a very different time. Like, But think of, again, though, you said that, but that was 30 years ago. <laughs> like... You know, yeah. so that that goes to show, oh our, God, my well, back. twenty five years ago, but that goes to show that like this is a pretty un, unprecedented, um, you know, time for for that to be happening, and I so I I, I Bianca was a star was made, but I think that a lot of credit needs to go to Sasha Banks for being. Oh hell yeah! I think maybe in the way too. I mean, Did in some you, ways. Did you catch the video after uh, a fan caught Sasha laying on the on the mat on the floor she's just while elated. Bianca was celebrating? She was so happy. Like, and Sasha is one of the like she doesn't break character. So the I think she was so 
overjoyed, like especially after just being whipped. Well, yeah. So Dude, to that me, was so gnarly. To me, I think it was one of those things where she knew she's like, we, you know. So let's just let's call a spade a spade. If we're comparing this to the other, you know, like WrestleMania women's main event, this was this blew it far out and away better. And yeah, so I think it, in her mind, she's just like, we just had the fucking match of the night and just killed it. So yeah. So it's like, I think it was merited. Becky, Becky and Charlotte will always have the first, but right now banks and Bel Air have the best women's main event of WrestleMania. Yeah. Cause I think that the, that, that triple threat, the first one ever was good, but then it, it like it didn't finish great, and it was the it was the finish we all kind of wanted, but it was like not super satisfying because everybody it was a wanted weird to way see that they did it. Yeah, everybody wanted to see Ronda tap out or yeah. get pinned, and then it yeah. was like, but it was like, oh, kind of weird roll up. Mm. You know, everybody wanted to see her get smashed, and she didn't get smashed, so it was like, and then it was like kind of quick. They were building up into this. They like did like one false finish and then it's like, oh, match is over. And so <laughs> it, it, it wasn't as satisfying where this match, it, it felt they they did that classic wrestling thing where by the end of it, as much as I thought, oh, like they're setting up Bianca to win by the end of it, I wouldn't have been totally surprised if Sasha would have won. Yeah. Which I think is the is what I love about wrestling the most where you go into it and you have expectations it- yeah, even and as a smart mark, you you think you you're like ah, I'm I I know what's gonna happen. When your disbelief you, is suspended and then you're totally caught up into it in the moment, that's just uh, that's it's art. It's that's what a I match think, has done a good job. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think Matt and I talked about it. I don't I don't know if it was last last podcast or something, but I I mentioned something of when WWE can do something that turns you back into a twelve year old kid of I don't know what's happening. Mm-hmm. They yep. did it right. Yeah, because. Yep. Again, we've been watching this for so long. We're, I was going to say we're all in our thirties, but I'm not quite there yet, but it's like you get transported back to like, oh my God, is this like, is this fake? And then you don't know what's real and it's, it's great. Yeah. That's, that's a a great feeling as a, as a wrestling fan. And I think being a child. Yes. (laughs) And for me, this night one, like this match in Cesaro and Seth Rollins that like I was at my most marking out moment, but I think this was well deserved to be picked to headline this night one. Dude, that so, hair whip though. I just want to give yeah, that another honorable mention. I know you brought it up briefly, Tony, but that was fucking wild, bro. Well, I was gonna I was gonna even bring up uh, Sounded did like you Indiana notice? Jones. Dude, it yes. looked gnarly. It sounds too. like a sound bite. Like yeah. it sounds <laughs> it sounds not- completely <laughs> splitter skin gonna, open. Yeah. I was gonna mention, um, did you guys notice how much Sasha was using her hair against her that entire one? Yeah. And then once Bianca used it, that was like the finisher. Yeah. Yeah. That was a good, that was a good setup. Let's get that. Some good storytelling right there. Right there. Let's talk about night two. So the show opened up with Randy Orton. Some of the craziest shit you ever seen. (laughs) In a match with the fiend. And this has been my favorite story all year like the I, I don't care what's going on this has been my story same the uh the entrances were longer than the actual match yep but uh so randy orton comes out and then 
they do the, the this cool like video package for the fiend where he's extra crispy fiend and then they do this kind of like horror movie like yeah. walking down the hall and then they cut to Alexa and a giant uh you know uh jack in the box and she winds it up and his music hits and then it's like the pentagram and the fiend the, the fiend, out of it dude original oh. recipe fiend the fiend we all <laughs> know and love but but some some gear changes some slight changes the mask looked a little different yeah and bro i lost my fucking mind it was i was so expecting cool. dude i love it I, yeah the rise out of the jack-in-the-box mm-hmm. with the fucking pentagram like i like it's just i don't know you can tell was he really was hella ex- pumped up too. He's like screaming at the crowd. Like yeah, he, kinda, dude. he basked in it for a bit. For sure. I, I was really expecting when Alexa started turning the crank, his music to start playing. Like, cause you could have totally done the, it just, I think it would have worked, but I, the creepiness of the Jack in the box, the actual Jack in the box tone. And then it's just, I love this whole thing. See to me, I think that they hit the music just at the right moment. Because then by the time where it just gets into the like the the like screamy breakdown part, he's screaming at the crowd like, like Yeah, dude. And perfect. then he dives on uh Randy. Oh, dude, to, like, that was so that was crazy. I didn't start the match. That. Yeah. yeah. Did you notice uh when the lights came up a little bit later on, he's actually wearing red contacts now instead of the yellow ones? Uh, I, I didn't notice that. Hmm. That's cool. Um but then the match ended with they cut Dude, back to some wild <laughs> shit. What the fuck? They cut back to Alexa in completely different garb. She's got like this crazy kind of like the worn like crown. crown, you know, headpiece thing that is like dripping black goo down her face and she's just staring at the fiend. Dude. And they both reach out to each other and it distracts him and Randy beats him. And <sighs> which I if I didn't expect any of that. I was going to say, if I could change one thing, the RKO followed by a punt, that's the only thing I would change is like, or maybe, maybe like two, maybe two RKOs. I mean, yeah, really put him down something more than one. Especially since they said he tried, like he could survive all this other shit. And then he goes down from one RKO. Yeah. Yeah. uh, You must've saw the same thing I saw where it's like, it listed off everything Seth did to him. Like literally 10 stomps, a pedigree, a sledgehammer to his head, just all these things. And it's just like one RKO done. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree with that. I think maybe the way that they can like write themselves out of a hole is that, he was so distracted by the Alexa thing. And that now that they have, they have to kind of resolve this thing where uh, the suggestion being like, he Alexa's has, become too evil now. Yes. Is what it looks like. He's yeah. Created a monster that is beyond his own evil. He's just like, what have I done? Dude, I'm so stoked for this storyline. It's, oh. it, it's like, dude, they could, they could ugh. keep this going for the rest of the year. And I'm like, Okay. <laughs> Sold. The funny thing is, like, this was only not, not even a six minute match, and it's like got some of the greatest wrestlers in it. And it's like, but I still don't care that it was so short and that there was so little wrestling involved because the story is so fucking cool and compelling. Yeah, the, I the do love was totally fine. Yeah, I do love when Randy won. He looked as shocked as we all felt. And he was and like, he I don't know what's ran. happening, but I'm <laughs> fucking like, leaving. And I'm like, out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's 
like, see ya. He's like, I've been in he- doing this for 20 years. This is, I, I can't. He's like, I know get when, me out of here. when the pentagrams show up, it's time to go home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, th- I feel like you could establish that for many things. Like if you go to a house party you've never been to, and the- you should probably leave. Yeah. <laughs> yes. But to oh, me, I, I, I think that that this program with Randy and Alexa getting caught up with the fiend has been one of the better things that they've done because yeah, I, oh boy, that whole Goldberg thing hurt him. I think oh, it did a lot. That and, and, I, and that, I like the him, Hell in a Cell still... match were were rough. the no DQ match that was ended by disqualification. So so I thought of this. Um, It comes back to my whole, you don't need a title to be a monster, be a good like wrestler or anything like that. Think of when, when was the last time Shawn Michaels had a world title? Okay. But dude, no comparison because his career at the point where he stopped like challenging for the world title, he'd been wrestling for 20 plus years. Like, yeah, but Gold, Goldberg was built since he debuted in WCW as this destructive blah, blah, blah. And it's just like the fact that he went in and be like, no, I want to beat the Fiend for the title just kind of shows how much he doesn't actually believe he's good. <laughs> well, I, they, that should have never been booked in the first place. I, I, I yeah, don't know. That's what I'm saying. Well, but, uh, but I, I'm saying, no, just that match. I, I think that it's totally fine for the fiend to have the title but it's like have him have the title and he just stomps people for a while like don't have a part-timer come in and then after he's just been destroying people and then beat him with two spears i think i think you think i'm talking about the fiend i was talking about goldberg taking the title off the fiend i'm talking about how shitty goldberg is that he can't rely on his 20-year career to just have a match at Mania. It's like, no, I'm going to go after this young guy well, and take the title. But then that's him. not fair either because he's not booking himself that way. So that's the thing is like everybody gives Goldberg make- a really hard time and it's like, you know who's making the decisions? It's not Goldberg. No, I mean, like when they asked him to do that Saudi show, uh, they pitched him an idea for some matches and he was like, no, I want to be the fiend and be a superhero and blah, blah, blah. Okay, well, A... You don't know that for a fact. B, even if he did, again, he's not the one in charge. Like, they could have been like, well, no, we've invested a lot in this guy. That doesn't make a whole lot of sense. So either you're going to work with somebody else or you're going to lose. never say that. What's Tony, that? Tony's buying into the heel hype too much on, on Goldberg. Yeah, I mean, Goldberg's got some stroke, but nobody has more stroke than than Vince McMahon. Yeah, like yeah. what what Vince once goes, and I think so. Everybody kind of paints Brock that in that light too. Again, what Vince says goes, and it, like he just wants to book Brock like that, and he wants to book Goldberg like that. that's. I digress. Anyways, still wrong. <laughs> but other than yeah, I agree with you. I think maybe Rana needed to do a little bit more to put the fiend down, but this was was dope, and um, it's such a weird and cool thing. Yeah. And like I, it. I've loved everything about it. Like, I mean, talk about like a, just a career 180. I mean, like the, if you could look at like how he started, and this is prior to when you watched Logan, when he was the Husky Harris character 
and then went to Bray Wyatt, which was so radically different and like groundbreaking. And then Goat does something even more radical and groundbreaking. I mean, he's to me, he's like, I think we're going to look back on him down the line and be like, oh, he was like a Kane or the Undertaker where he's he was so far ahead of his time and so innovative. Yeah. So I guess uh, Taker actually gave him the advice of like, especially when he started doing kind of the the supernatural, um, the the kind of weird Bray Wyatt character. But even before he was Fiend, he said, just just keep changing just the littlest things just change a little bit at a time and da 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 just keep the character relevant like don't dig yourself into a hole and just don't stay there and then he's like no that's i took it to heart like (laughs) yeah you can tell that i mean he's made obviously big changes but then even throughout like the fiend thing like he you know he's bounced back and forth between doing the bray wyatt you know, on Firefly Funhouse, then back to the Fiend, and then he's done a lot of changes, even with doing like the Firefly Funhouse. Like he did like the Muscle Man thing, and then yep. he introduces different puppets. So yeah, I, I could see that. I could see that. All right, let's talk about a match that apparently Tony was so fired up for he thought it was on the first <laughs> night. Um, <laughs> Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler defeated Natalia and Tamina by technical submission oh. to retain. The women's uh, tag team title. But yeah. why? I think this was a, a bad booking, this <laughs> bad booking decision, and and unfortunately, so this is kind of goes back to the thing that I was saying that I worry about, like them waiting too long for Cesaro. Uh, I, I I don't think Natalia. I thought this was it, dude. I don't, I Tamina, this was I don't think it. Tamina's ever gonna get a, a title. I thought this was yeah. it, bro. I I had such like, hope because because like I don't. As you know, I don't have as much experience watching as you do, but like the little bit I have, it doesn't get any better. I, yeah, I've I've heard you guys talk about how like oh what underused utilized talent every time Tamina is on screen, you're like oh hey remember when she was over and they didn't make her champ and like all this stuff and then like I always see you know Natalia she's like doing the brunt of the work in the women's division but still with none of the recognition and so whenever they won night one I was like oh fuck yeah here we go here we go baby it's fucking time and. Like all of the fucking seniority and like none of the accolades to show for it. So like, let's go. Let's fucking put the belt on him. Well, uh, this match disappointed the shit out of me. <laughs> so to me, that there's there's some clear like, with in terms of title matches, you know, with I would say, Bobby Lashley, this match, they clearly they had to. They were so many title changes that they had to pick and choose. Like we got to have somebody retaining. Yeah. And, and and this was this was one of them. Oh, Roman retained as well. We'll get to that. Yeah. Um, but there, I mean, there was a lot of title changes. So there was, there was. But to me, this was like this is one that I think they could have done it. But oh, dude, this would have been so good. Anyway. The fan, the fans wanted it. That were there. You, they oh. were. I I don't think. Tamina has ever been more over and slick. And she looks good, dude. Yeah, I know. It's so bad. Like her new gear and she was fucking doing moves. I was like, oh, those knees are bad. And then she like fucking jumps off top rope and shit. I'm like, oh, fuck. She's okay. She's crushing it. Yeah. So I, like, Here I, we I go. think here we go. <laughs> I think she's worked really hard for a comeback because to me, she, she <sighs> looks in better shape, like yeah. physically. Yeah. So it, it's disappointing. So butthurt, bro. <laughs> it's disappointing. So it's like even 
Go ahead. Sorry. I was going to say her and Natalia are the most tenured women on the on the roster. And if if you <laughs> compare Natalia with like her run compared to like let's say those top five women I was mentioning earlier, she hasn't be, like what two title reigns? I think. Let's look it up. Um, I think two or three divas and then one SmackDown. Uh, but I mean, again, that's kind of proving your point of she was divas champion multiple times, and that was forever ago. And then, even and as much you, as I hate to say it, I mean, like that's like a total different era of wrestling. Like it doesn't yeah. even mean the same thing it's as like literally one of the called current the titles. divas era. Yeah, like <laughs> it, it doesn't mean the same thing as the current titles. And I, I, and as much as I don't want to cheapen those previous victories, I mean, like as far, yeah. Well, anyway. Yeah, it's a whole different conversation. Tra- oh, like, oh, oh, this is this is it's worse than we thought. She's been a Divas champion one time and a SmackDown women's champion one time. But all in all, she's been wrestling for 21 years and she's been in the WWE since 2007. And how many days as champion, too? Oh, let's see. Because those both it's, re- it's a- were they both really short runs? I don't remember the Divas title, but SmackDown, remember, she didn't have it that long. Because yeah, that, that wasn't like, well, it, it was, I know. I was going to say that wasn't that long ago. It was 2016. It was, wait, <laughs> yeah, it was when the dra- or the split first happened, wasn't it? Yes. Yes. Because she had it at, she either had it at Survivor Series and went up against, or wasn't that when they did the f- like first little like, oh, it's going to be Alexa Bliss versus Nia. And then Charlotte won the SmackDown title and then went and faced Alexa. So she didn't even get like a match like that. So, but yeah. if, even, even if you look at it that way, um, think about the, all the other teams in the turmoil match. Like I think the Iconics were the only other team that won that had any other any kind of championship and they weren't even a team at the time. I got yeah. the number. I got the number. She was her last title reign as SmackDown Women's Champion was not, uh, 86 days. So not Okay. Long. Okay. Well, at least it was I, I was thinking it was going to be like fucking 2 weeks or something. So at least there's that. But like, yeah. That's, but I mean, yeah, still, two titles in 20 years. Dude, yeah. And she, and, and then Tamina's won nothing. And and who she is? I mean, fuck. Come on, dude. Like yeah. just her, her family alone. Like, and as much as I don't think that that should be a reason to give somebody a title, like it, it's a, time, it's a reason to, you know, like, I don't know. I don't think it hurts your chances at the same time. The heart family wasn't exactly the best name to be when going into a McMahon. That's business. true. I know they have some bad blood, but, but now, but, uh, I, but now now I don't necessarily agree with that though. Like yeah. other, other well, I mean, than maybe like Owen Hart's wife, like, you know, Jim Neidhart's in the hall of fame, Brett's in the hall of fame. They just put, you know, British bulldog. So I, I think they have a good, uh, uh, a good relationship. I just think that unfortunately, um, Natalia and Tamina, I think are that kind of classic adage of, Always the bridesmaid, never the bride. Never the bride. I know. Did you catch the promo from Paul Heyman to Natalia and Tamina before Mania? I didn't. Oh, my God, dude. Just go back and watch that. I don't think that was like 
I think that was a shoot like because she he got in her face like think about how your father would feel about where, what you're doing right now because he he like laid into her about like if you want to be on WrestleMania fucking get on WrestleMania like you're the only one stopping you and and it's just like you can see Natalia's like almost trying like maybe not to cry but like she was like in the fucking zone and mm. then I don't know if that's going to lead to anything but like Paul Heyman like yelled at her huh interesting no I didn't see that well we could talk more about this, but, you know, it it was what it was. And Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler retained and we'll see. For what, some reason. We'll see what happens with them. Uh, let's get into the next match. Kevin Owens defeated Sami Zayn, who is accompanied by Logan Paul in a singles match. So this was this was good. This was a good match. I wish they would have had more time. Um, it was pretty quick. It, yeah, it was less than 10 minutes. Uh, I don't think Logan Paul needed to be involved at all. Like it was fun to see him get stunned because he's a turd ball, but he actually did a good sell too. He looked like he got fucked up. (laughs) Did you you see hoping that he did? Did you see that, that thing that like, I gotta say, like, the kayfabe's live, brother. He's protecting the business. He comes out and he's like, Oh, it's for real. I took that for real. Did you guys see that? (laughs) Bro, look it up. No, he was like, he was saying, he's like, yeah, like I, I like legit got hurt and everything they do is real. And, and it's like, I, I kind of popped like, for it. I was just like, whoa, is this down. like fucking 85 right now? Like, <laughs> it's, it's a shoot brother. Oh fuck. But to me, I wonder if they're like going to bring him back in like a McAfee oh. where like, and I mean, now, now that his brother, you know, beat the shit out of Ben Askren in a boxing match. Like I, you know, I'm sure that WWE is probably just licking their chops. Like let's get both these a-holes in here and you know, can tag team them or something. Yeah. Let's put them in a fucking Saudi Arabia match. Let's do it, brother. I mean, you could throw Sammy and Kevin as a tag team to go against them. I would like them, that because I, I want to see Sammy and Kevin as a tag team, but I don't want to see Sammy. That's a ways Sammy, off, though. Like, and I don't want to see Sammy and Kevin as a tag team against the fucking... Uh, no, no, thank you. Logan and but Jake Paul, is that his name? Yeah, that's the younger brother. It's, yeah. Did you see... Ugh. I don't I don't know anything about Jake Paul, but uh, did you see the meme of... It said Jake Paul after knocking out... Uh, how old was his opponent or something like that? It's like thir- thirty six, but thirty six and out of shape, and hasn't. Yeah, has it's it. it's Michael Jordan kissing the the last championship he won. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, uh. so the only thing that I I honestly think Sammy should have went over in this match. I kind of do. Think too. he could have used it, but because like Kevin, I'm well, used of, to being, of course you're gonna say that, Logan. I, I'm used to. I, I, I'm I'm used to being disappointed as, by as this guy's wearing a uh, a Sami Zayn El Generico T-shirt. Yeah, I'm used to being disappointed the by match. the outcome of Sami Zayn matches. So uh, unfortunately, there wasn't a lot new here for me. So, <laughs> so I think though that like barring this finish, I think that what he's really good at and has has capitalized and they've gave him the platform to do is. He's kind of become one of those heels that doesn't necessarily need to win a ton, and he's but he's putting on really compelling storylines and promos. Yeah. Because Paul Ziggler is another person like that who all he does really is lose, but he, it's okay because that's like part of like because he's shit like that he the classic 
cowardly heel. Yeah, exactly. And, and that's and then yes, that's okay. Yeah. I do think though that like I I why I wanted him to win was because there was this kind of like big build with the whole documentary thing. Dude, I was and, waiting for it, man. Because to me, I thought, oh, that if he wins, then he'll never shut up. But then I, <laughs> but then I suppose that he'll never shut up because now there's more of a conspiracy, you know. And so, I get See, it. I was, I was just gonna say, um, Kevin Owens. I don't know. It's he's kind of stuck in this slot because back when he first kind of started being that that rebel using the stunner going against the McMahons and like getting some momentum going. And then you mean they, when like, Vince let him beat the shit out of him on live TV, which was like, I thought, Oh boy, he's, they're going to book him like the next stone cold. You don't remember that? He had, oh, but Vince remember, and split him open no, and no, then no, did no, a frog was, splash on him. That was forever ago. I'm talking about when he was going up like yelling, like no one wants to see Shane McMahon on TV and that, and like going after Shane McMahon. Um, because he was face at the time and he just kind of like started in a way saying what everyone is thinking and da, da 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 And then he got some fucking heat and like really got going and they just, they didn't put the title on him. And now he's just kind of here. And then he had his match with Seth last year and then just kind of hasn't done anything. So I, if Sammy would have won, I wouldn't have been mad. Yeah. I, would obviously not have been either, but I don't know. This wasn't really the match that I needed that he needed to excel in or anything, you know? So, yeah. Well, I mean, that's the other thing though, is like, to me, this was an obvious, like, well, we don't know what to do with either one of these guys on this show. It's yeah. better that they actually had a match. Yes, exactly. It, it was pulling at the, the indie heartstrings really. That's, and then their history, but like, and they had a little bit of a celebrity cameo. They're like, look at Paul. Right. For all intents and purposes, they didn't need to wrestle each other. No. It was it was purely I'm out glad of glad they did. Oh, for yes. sure, because they, they put on a, a a good match for I mean, like these guys I've never seen them have a bad match. Now, if anyone has a conspiracy theory to go after, it's Kevin Owens for them not putting them in a hardcore match so he can jump off the ship. <laughs> Bro, as soon as I saw how fucking high that was, I'm glad he didn't do it because I think he would have hurt, like, hurt himself or Sammy or both. Yeah. That was way that high. That would have been fine. That was way high. Like, unless they completely jerry-rigged it to, like, you know, crash pads or something, which I'm sure Shoot they him out of a cannon. <laughs> he does so, that cannonball move, bro. Just fire him out of one of those. There you go. <laughs> let's let's move on to the next match. Um, Have him walk the plank. <laughs> uh, this is going to be back to back bad times for Logan. Uh, uh, Sheamus defeated Riddle. My two favorite two. wrestlers happen to have two. Both have matches on WrestleMania back to back. And they're both fucking yes. lost. McMahon just like, who's that guy that likes both of these guys? Yeah, fuck that guy. <sighs> Sheamus defeated Riddle for to win the United States title. Um, good for Sheamus. Yeah, I, I think Sheamus needed say that. a shot in the arm. Yeah, it comes at the sacrifice of Riddle. Um, my concern with Riddle would be that he's just gonna go into obscurity. Now he's well. Now he's he probably going to be only those. Uh, at, whenever the word came out that 
Vince didn't really get him, but he liked the goofy shit he was doing. I was like, uh-oh, here we go. He's going to fucking be a joke forever, and that's all he's going to ever be able to do is little vignettes and weird shit. But then I was like, okay, he's got a title. Okay, well, he's relevant. Now I'm worried that he yeah. might be getting pushed into those can I, jokes. Can I kind of help with that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, yeah. he just pinned Randy Orton tonight on Raw. <gasps> Clean. Oh, Ooh. wow. Ooh. And Randy likes Riddle, like he said on the Stone Cold uh, uh, Broken Skull Sessions. He's like, he thought he was kind of weird at first, but he's growing on him, to quote Orton. Nice. In other words, he's given Orton some really good weed. <laughs> and <laughs> the uh, uh, the thing of it is, though, like this was a tough one because Seamus ha- is a veteran. He's a veteran, and he is a he's a commodity. He's a proven commodity to WWE. He's been a world champion, and. To be perfectly honest, you know, he he had that like spinal stenosis scare was out for a long time. They haven't booked him well since he came back. And so I think he needed this, you know, because I look at like a riddle and he's much younger in terms of his career. Well, both age and his career. And I have concerns that he's going to (laughs) like go into obscurity. But uh, I think Seamus needed a shot in the arm more than then Riddle needed to to keep this title. To retain, yeah. Yeah, I would have much rather had uh, Sheamus win the IC title instead of the US title. Obviously, he's not on the same show. Same, but but yeah, it's the show thing. Yeah, because that would put him right behind Edge with being the only two people to literally win everything possible. King of the Ring, Royal Rumble, Money in the Bank, all the titles. So that's my hiccup on it and then another little fun fact the gear he wore was the last the last time he wore it was mania 28 the last time he won a singles title at mania oh yeah. nice i uh i liked the finish it was a good it was really stiff and but it was Riddle's solid poor lip oh god it's, it's yeah split homie that, like, open bro that springboard moonsault like that was well timed i mean yeah well not necessarily because it like I mean, it, maybe it, a little bit ill time, but it looked good because it was full well, connect. That that's what I meant. Because yeah, it was definitely yeah. It wasn't like oh well, we could tell that that was nowhere near close. Like yeah, yeah. You like kicked his face in, <laughs> <laughs> but it was a cool spot. Yeah, it was well like a well thought out spot because it was. Um, yeah, I wouldn't have thought of it ending like that. So I agree yeah. with that. Let's talk about the next match, uh, another mid-card title, which was interesting that they had mid-card championships one after back the other. Back. Yeah. Um, Apollo Crews, another title change, defeated Big E in the Niger- Nigerian drum fight. So Nigerian drum fight was what I th- what we thought it was going to be, just kind of glorified. Just a fight Hardcore with match. So it was like, eh, it's kind of a silly... Uh, did they even do anything with the drums at all, or did they just I use mean, kind of sticks? threw each other into them. And, yeah, I was going to say, Big E knocked some over. <laughs> yeah. I, I, Seems I kind think, of like pandering almost to have even had that match be what it was. Like, not even... Maybe not pandering is not the right word, but I don't know. Like, I don't think they needed to bring the whole Nigerian drum thing into it. If it yeah. wasn't even part of the fight at all, really. Yeah, I agree. I, like, cause I, I like 
the character stuff that, you know, they're leaning into like his totally. Nigerian heritage. But yeah, that was kind of like, okay, this is kind of grasping it, you know, at straws. Um, yeah, I, I mean, will say I really, th- I thought that Apollo needed to win, but like with how, uh, you know, like hometown is kind of rough, but then when Biggie comes out and he's got like a, like a graphic of like his hometown, like charity and everything. I thought, Ooh, they might yeah. go for the, the feel good thing. So like, I think this just put white hot heat on Apollo, like beating him in his hometown. And the, and they also introduced that new guy. That's like his crony that basically won the match for him too, for Apollo. So that, so, you know, they brought the new guy on the screen on the, so, uh, stage as well. Yeah. So they, when he was doing the raw underground stuff, that was Daba Kato, but then apparently they're going to name him something different. Um, I, I, okay. I have mixed feelings on that. To me, Apollo's a, a bad motherfucker already. I don't know if he needed a heavy. No, I think it actually made him look weak. I don't really like the way they did it because I think it made him yeah. look weak to have that guy come unless, in and like this big guy then comes and wins the match for him. Like I was like, eh. I'd say unless it's leading to a new stable, which well, why they I, just make twelve of them and break them I all up? No, yeah. that's, <laughs> that's that's what I'm saying though. Is uh, they could be doing like something, but I do agree that the the big guy winning the match for the supposed Nigerian warrior. Yeah, it's like. And it was his freaking match that he put. Yeah. Anyway, I don't think that he necessarily it's a bad thing that he like didn't win clean. But I think no, I, 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 I think it would have been better if he just like cheated. Yes. Himself. Or if this guy got involved and then Apollo really won it. But like this guy, didn't he put Apollo's like unconscious self on Big well, E? And, that, and that's the that's honestly the 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 most how they used the stipulation of being like a no rules street yeah. fight. Well, per se. they busted out the kendo sticks and beat the shit out of each other a couple times. I but right. personally think it would have been better if Big E suggested the no rules match because then it would be kind of Big E's fault for like if you would have just fought him in a normal match, then you wouldn't have got interference and da, da, da. or if you did they would have been dq so that could have been a way to like justify but yeah i do agree uh even if biggie suggested it could have just been like a street fight or something like that because yeah. it's supposed to be kind of a blood feud in a way because uh apollo dropped the stairs on his head and like sent him to the hospital and shit like that yeah so you do a street fight you can end it similarly where the guy gets involved but then apollo hits his finish and then pins him it's uh, i think it could have been booked better i'm not upset with him beating biggie i just don't really like the particular way that they did it in. yeah the the stipulation felt like it wasn't forced? primary enough and it like you said it felt forced like it was kind of just like oh we're just gonna throw some fancy name on this to like gloop into his gimmick but to me it was all it was was a vehicle to like justify introducing a new guy that was gonna win him the match the, and like in that regard, it's like we didn't need that like this, you know, it could have just been a street fight like like what Tony was saying. And but I, I again, I agree with you guys. I don't think that we needed somebody else to win him the match. But the fact I Googled a Nigerian drum fight and it literally went, did you mean the hardcore match? And it's like, 
Okay. Yes, I kind of did. <laughs> yeah. But again, uh, as much as I love Big E and I, I, I want a lot from his singles run, I'm hoping that these guys kind of go back and forth a little bit. Um, yeah. And I, I think Apollo, if they're going to actually make something of him, that this is the time to do it because this character change is what he needed. So I, I, I think a, a, a title helps solidify him as like a, one of their top heels. And, and you know, maybe the whole thing with um, Dabakato will, will be cool. But it feels a little reminiscent of what they're already doing with like almost and AJ Styles. Like we have like a giant heavy with, you know, a, a, a middle size guy, a, yeah. a, a heel. Like, eh, I don't know if we need too much of that, but again, it's WWE. Like the, the, the Different idea shows, bro, Different shows. the idea of a heavy or, or a heater with a smaller guy is like, it's been done so many times. Master, so, master blaster. Yeah. You, you gotta, I'm telling you. You gotta you, you gotta switch it up. You gotta you gotta have a giant guy with a small heater that's just this little, <laughs> like like Wait. put Amos with Kyle O'Reilly. Like, come on. <laughs> no, better yet, like almost and hornswoggle. Spot, bro. Oh Jesus. <laughs> or that's that's imagine, the best version of that you could do. <laughs> I was gonna say, like a Dominic J- Dijakovic who's already a monster, but then just have a, this little scrappy guy. Little, little pit bull little thing. Pit bull. Someday you might get your wish, Tony. Somebody, well, might, somebody will do it. Uh, let's talk about Rhea Ripley and Asuka. Rhea Ripley defeated Asuka to win the Raw Women's title. This was another one I think a lot of people expected this, and this was kind yeah. of like, you know... I think Asuka's not hurt at all by taking the loss here. She's a, a fucking fish. legend, bro. Officially yep. the best NXT call-up so far who oscar or Rhea? Rhea. oh just because like, her called first up. called up what about and- bianca belair <laughs> well but she but, she she had a rough start to the at the beginning like but Rhea's it, and- first fucking match is a mania main event and she won <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah title. but i mean like, like bianca won the bianca won the rumble and true and then actually main evented still but yeah, um, but I'm I guess about, I guess like, I guess Rhea, start didn't, with. Rhea didn't main event. You're right; she just won the championship. But match. yeah, it, it is like literally her first match on the main card. Um, so yeah, like if they wanted to put her over as like looking really strong and being a monster, it's um, I certainly did. You know, it's interesting though. They're clearly like they're clearly trying to at least with the women lean into younger talent because now all their women's champions are of kind of like the same age. NXT champs, well, bro. Not, yeah. I was going to say the same age, but I mean, Rhea's actually like even younger. Yeah. Um, but like of the same experience level, I should say. Um, which I don't uh, know. I don't think it's going to be like, I, I don't see Sasha Banks or, or Asuka or, or any of these veterans going the, the way of the dinosaur, not by a long shot. What's your problem with Luchasaurus? Like, I'm not even gonna, not even gonna respond with a retort. He looks back. great that's, for his age. That's silly. Uh, did what do you think of Rhea's entrance? It was cool. I, you know, I don't think that it really worked as well as some do with a live performance. So, 
Uh, yeah, you know, so it's interesting. I, that's a that's a wrestling thing where, like, a band or a artist playing an artist uh, playing a wrestler to the ring has either been eh, terrible or great. There hasn't been yeah. this like, oh, that was pretty good. It it's almost always just like 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 oh, I'm totally apathetic to this, or yeah. it's terrible or or amazing. There's, yeah. Which is, I think, part of it you got to think of like that is for a musician, the probably the worst thing to do because yeah, you're you're sound checking earlier in the day with like rehearsal and you're getting set up in a a setup that is like not conducive to live music at all, and so I think that that's why sometimes it's like it doesn't really well. And as a fan too, like. A big part of the entrance is the consistency and like what you're used to with it. And you know exactly what happens at this time. And then this is when they do this thing, you know? And so it, it in some ways as a fan, it kind of makes it like a little bit more like, Oh, you know, I guess that's a little I bit mean, different than what I was thinking. You should go watch triple H's entrance at mania 21. I didn't say it was always bad. I just was saying that there's, I, I think that's probably part of the reason why it's like, yeah. So yeah. Tony, it's, it's yeah. That, so that's a good point. But then I would I would counter that with Motorhead played him to the ring twice, and the first time they played him to the ring, not nearly as good as the time you're talking about. I don't I don't remember the first one, so that probably tells you. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it's it's honestly it's just like it's just differences in like in in live performances. Like they played it, they played it way faster than than the recorded version is. And I just wanted to hurry up and get him to the ring. (laughs) Yeah. It was just a little different. And so I think that's, that's part of it. I I can agree. Cause as much as I love Rhea and I like her entrance and the idea of it being played live, it's wasn't the best. Like, I think they did the same thing with uh, Randy Orton's for mania 30. It's like, I don't think you needed like it's rev theory and all, but Orton's song doesn't need to be played live. Yeah. Batistas, that that's a good one. You can play that one live. Um, you know what? I I, I want to see Thunder Rosa's live, bro. <laughs> you, you know what? I, I love that song. You know what I found like that as much as, you know, obviously like we're all music guys, but what I think I like more are elaborate entrances that have like production value in terms of like costumes or like yes cr- crazy like lights and stuff like that well like shinsuke's the, thing was cool because it was not only a played in live entrance but it was also a spectacle because it was like they had a whole bunch of people playing for it and everything you know the, right the, yeah yeah, yeah. he did the, the crazy one so that was a good example of one that worked yeah um but so and what's interesting is this this mania was actually extremely light on like crazy entrances. Um, I'm trying to I don't think. Know, Bad of, Bunny rode his fucking scooter semi into the ring. So, and hey, Riddle honestly the, skated down on his scooter. scooter. Come on. <laughs> the only one that I really loved and was like, "This is fucking sick." It was the Fiend. The yeah. rest of them were like, "Oh, they're cool," but it's like you, a oh, lot the of it was dope as shit. Though. <laughs> hey. They had to use a lot of the budget. They had to revive the fiend. Like that took a lot. Yeah. You know, so many, you know, uh, burn trauma centers. (laughs) Yeah. A lot of money. Um, So, yeah, you know, I think this was like a star making moment. Rhea Ripley definitely has something special 
and um, and this was a was a sick match because that was one of the things that I think that like Rhea was kind of needing was like a big signature win, and I think this match, I, her match with Charlotte last year was really good, but I think this match was better. Yeah, it was and, solid, bro. And I. And nothing. I love Oscar too. I think she's a great performer. So, yeah, and not taking away from Charlotte, but I think Oscar is, is, you know, having worked with uh, a bigger opponent in Charlotte a lot. I think she it can make a bigger opponent look better than Charlotte because Charlotte's usually the bigger opponent. Exactly. Yeah, she's and, more used to being the the large lady. Yeah. So I, it just I would, it just worked a little more for me. I think I would like to see Oscar get a mania victory for a singles title before she retires, though. I think that's that's one thing on my list anyway because she lost to Charlotte. Um, I did her and Kyrie well, win the tag. If this titles. was supposed to be her and Charlotte. The only reason Rhea got this match is because Charlotte got COVID. Yeah, I know, but I mean that's only enforcing even more what I'm saying is like I'd like to see Oscar get a singles win victory at mania and get that moment. Well, see, and unfortunately I think she would have still lost, but to me, I would like to see her beat Charlotte flair because that's been her biggest rival. Yeah. And to me, it's got like shades of like, you know, Trish and Lita. And well, I was going to say rock and Austin, like even bigger scale because like these gals have went so far beyond what Trish and Lita did. Um, Trish and Lita had handcuffs on, but you know what I mean? Like the it, women's wrestling is on a, on like a, between like, it's yeah. such grander scale now. Yeah. Um, it's hard to compare the new stuff to the old stuff and be fair about it. Yeah. And, and I, I, I would like to see, I, I don't know. I, I look at the, like those two and I would like to see like, you know, whenever it comes time that one of them retires or both retire, I'd like to see them be kind of like and working together. Um, same with like Bailey Sasha. Like to me, there's, yeah. you know, not not to try and copy Rock and Austin, but that would be an interesting. Um, I don't know how they would do it, but if say Charlotte and Oscar have another match and Charlotte wins again, and then they have a third, and that's kind of just the premise to it is like Oscar's never beat Charlotte at mania. So that's, there's your match. Um, so yeah, cause I, I don't think you can do that with just like, Oh, you've, I've never beaten you at mania. Cause we've only fought at mania one time. It's, I think it'd be a little bit different. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about this main event and wrap yeah. this thing up. Uh, Roman Reigns defeated been like a three hour pot almost here. and <laughs> Daniel Bryan to retain the universal title. So, this is a good the, match. The, oh, great match. Great yeah, match. I, 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 yeah. Any anyone bitch moaning and complaining about Daniel Bryan being thrown in there? Like, I no, it was good. Man. I, yeah, no, I, he, I was all he for added this. a lot. He he added a lot because, dude, the double cross face to headbutting each other that was, was dude. I love the thing you sent us in the me in the wrestling chat that was like, now remember, you two both have neck injuries, so take it easy out there. And then it's just them like, <laughs> remember, you both have a history of head and neck issues. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, I do think that 
as much as Tony's not going to like the, like this, but I think that I, I'm kind of glad that Edge didn't win because even though I would have been happy about it because I, I love him, but I think that would have been almost like too obvious. And the story would have been too perfect. Like just yeah. because his like whole comeback and like, and he's been, he was cutting some killer promos just like, you know, going over everything and whatnot. And it would have been fucking awesome. But I think you're right. It would have been almost like, like, is this a young adult novel? Why is this all working out so nice? Like what's going on here? Yeah. So, yeah. And I think oh. this, this outcome has the most heat behind it. Like if, if Roman was, you know, like the, it just had a crazy amount of heat as a heel. He like left this place nuclear. Dude, he's, because he's fucking killing it, bro. The, you know, the fans, they, they wanted either edge or Daniel Bryan. And so there's no, yeah, there's no better way to build your heel than to put him against two fucking amazing baby faces. <laughs> match too. Yeah. Oh man. Well, to show how much Matt pays attention to shit I say, I've been saying for a while, I Edge shouldn't win because it'll take away from Roman. Tony, I, f- I felt like. Don't be about her. He's just making fun of how much you will. love Edge. <laughs> no, I do. And again, it goes back to even what I was saying about like the last couple manias, they gave us everything we kind of wanted. You're so totally right. This, yeah. this was the mania of like, okay, let's remind them that we can crush their dreams. Well, so, and and while uh, see, I, I, dis- I disagree with that, I, I think like as as a whole, I don't think this was like, oh, we're gonna just piss off the fans because any, if anything, I think this was pretty fan servicey, especially with the Bianca and, and Rhea uh, Cesaro. Say they did it everything. Cesaro win, yeah. I'm just saying, like exactly, pretty much agreeing. Like Edge was kind of obvious. Daniel Bryan, I think, was the only one that it's just like, I mean. Maybe he'll win, but at the same time, I uh, I don't know. Edge was the way too obvious for the feel good moment, so the only choice was to go with Roman, who does not need to lose that title anytime soon. Well, as it, much as I want Cesaro, yeah, I think that it. Roman. I don't think that necessarily he would suffer from a loss right now, so much as his character is gaining so much from being the champion. I, I don't. It's weird. I don't yeah. think that a lot. Yeah, it's a weird way to say it because it, essentially it means that he can't lose. You know, and well, that would it's, hurt it keeps, it. But it, it's for a different reason. It's because like the mystique of his character is being champ, it, and so it, if he's not champion, that would suck. It keeps the heat on him. Yeah, yeah, it, it totally keeps the heat well, on. And him. It, and you know, you can't claim you're the head of the table and talk all the shit he does if he's not the top guy. So he needs to remain top guy to be able to have that attitude. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the he's kind of been doing the same thing like Bobby. He's just been so dominant in his shit talking ability. Like, oh my god! And then to cap it all off with pinning technically both of the guys, that was great. Still mm-hmm. saying Daniel's on the bottom. Or Dan- Daniel should have won that. <laughs> yeah, that. Um, yeah, I mean that finish. I was not expecting that. I. This there was so many at by the end of this, I was like, I don't even know who's gonna win. I don't even know, and I, I didn't even give care. Honestly, I was like, I'll take all three. I don't, I, yeah, right. And then they all three win. You know, <laughs> even though I said like, oh, you know, I'm kind of glad Edge didn't win because it would been would have been super obvious. Like I would, yeah, yeah, I would have been fine with 
any of these guys. Uh, Daniel Bryan would have really surprised me, so that would have been kind of fun. There, there was the Edge feel-good thing. Roman left with nuclear heat, so then that was, you know, fun. And It was, it was they could have pulled the trigger on either of the other two and still would have got something out of it. Yeah. It's not like, a, oh, we just picked this guy to win just to just to pick him to win. So, it's uh, everyone had some investment into it. I think this was the most surprising outcome because even though you're, you're right that Dan O'Brien was a wild card, but I also could have seen them go, imagine how fucking crazy people are going to, you know, go if this guy wins, you know, because yes. like, yes, he's, yes, he yes. will always be the owner of like the biggest, underdog win and so one yeah. thing that we know wwe is not afraid to do is go back to the well run it back once. baby <laughs> run it back so i i could have that same song <laughs> i could have seen you know i i could have totally seen this that happen again so i think that and especially with you know they're not a, they clearly weren't afraid to change a bunch of titles over so if anything you know roman winning and then winning the way he did i think was like a little more surprising I, so you don't got to look this up or anything. I just want to see if you know off the top of your head. Has there been a mania where every title changed? I don't know, but I don't think so. I can't think of one. No. So, and it, and it, oh no I was just curious. Yeah, I don't know. But I, I doubt it because... So the like title changes in wrestling is like an art form. Because if you do it too much, then it's like... Okay, well, then, like, you mean this like, doesn't mean anything. Like, uh, this person will have it, you know, soon. But then if you don't do it enough, then it's like, it starts losing its, you know, like, there's no surprise you mean like to it. Cena and Orton in 09, where it's like, oh, this pay-per-view, you can have it. Okay, you can have it this one. Okay, you can take it back this one. Literally, like, yeah. four months in a row. Yeah, so, like, there is, there's an, there's an art to it. And so... And I think that there there are instances where somebody has it like a ridiculously long amount of time and it makes perfect sense and it's warranted a la Walter. Yep. Because they don't do that as often. Or, you know, like Roman Reigns. I think like Logan's totally right, where it's better for his character to be at the top. Um it, it makes more sense because he literally like that's what he came back. He came back. He fucked everyone up and he's like, I'm here for this title. And then a couple weeks later, he won it. And he's just like, OK, I'm going to keep this title no matter what. Right. And then he beat the shit out of his cousin for a while. <laughs> turned him into a, <laughs> turned him into a, a, a something. Fucking <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then now he's he's just running everything. And it's like this is the Roman we wanted five years ago. I don't think it would have been as good. No, obviously. I think it happened the way it needed to happen. Yeah. Weirdly. I think I we needed think... to hate him before we could properly hate him. If you know what I mean? Like we needed to yes. hate him for real, for real. So and that we could him. hate him for play for play, but also love him. See, I, I, <laughs> I disagree because he let, he left as a total baby face, you know, because of like the, the real things that were going on in his life. And See, that's what I was going to say. And so I think it was more of a soul crusher that he comes back and everybody's like they they're like oh we're we're ready to to accept you yeah come, come on back I'm glad you don't have I'm glad you're in remission he's like yeah now I'm gonna 
fuck you and up. He's, he's, but why? He's just a monster. But he's like, but Roman, we love you. He's like, I'll give a fuck that you love me. Yeah, <laughs> you're gonna continue to love me and acknowledge me. It's just like, uh, uh. so I, you know, I, like bold, risky move on the part of WWE creative because that could have completely just backfired. Where it's like, are you kidding me? We like, we want to like the guy, like, yeah, but. It, I think it went off without a hitch. It's uh, yep. I think the fact that we have such an underused underdog in Cesaro, I don't think an even a heel edge right now, because I, I know edge can get to that point. I think Roman has the the I I don't know the word for it. Um I was gonna say the stank for it, but uh you got Cesaro, that's your bad guy. That's your Lex Luthor that you're going after. Yeah. That's in my head. Okay. That's why that's why Roman would keep the title because it makes more sense. Why would you why would you turn Cesaro heel when he's like No. I'm saying then you should listen the way you you said said it. I I thought that's why I asked for clarification and then you clarified, but it was still incorrectly. Okay, so you're saying that Roman Reigns is the Lex Lex Luthor Luthor. to Cesaro Superman. Okay. Okay. Yes, that's why that it makes, makes more sense. sense. It does for the underdog to go after, or I guess, yeah, to go after the literal biggest heel in the company yes. right now. Because I don't think anyone can touch Roman right now. No, he's well, total to, top top bad guy. To me, I think would be more interesting is because you know if we're going back to the debate on like, okay, who who are the people that don't need titles? I think edge doesn't need a title. He's an 11 time champion. And like, it'd be cool to have him have like a good, a feel good one before he retires. But in my mind, they have a built in story for him kind of turning heel. Daniel Bryan being one of the biggest baby faces in the company. And for all intents and purposes, edge has an argument that, he more lost because of quote unquote cost him. Yes, yes, exactly. So to me, I was, I want to see them go off. Yeah. You book those two uh, with a program moving forward. Open up Roman. And then then let Cesaro work his way in there. Yeah, I do. I do like the whole thing where like, they're not giving it to us right away, but they are teasing it, which means that they acknowledge that it exists, which I like, which I think a slow burn build to that. It will if they continue to elevate Cesaro, we'll do more long-term. Yes. Agreed. I think the only argument I have for putting a title back on edge is so he can lose it to a, the next like younger talent. Cause I think edge is old school. Like that's kind of how he would want to do it. Um, he's got that's the only other he's got. F- well, now it'd be like, three and a half more years left on his contract, but he did fight. He signed for five years. So like it's time. Yeah. So it's, we, we, yeah, we got time, but no, hundred percent. Give me Daniel versus edge. Cause those two didn't really get to tear it up when they no. first started. And Daniel definitely wasn't at the level he is now at. They can, back both, then. They can both perform like crazy too. It'd be a good one. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I think you keep Cesaro away from Roman like match wise, but just keep like, Keep teasing, keep teasing. Um, keep th- keep Roman- throwing Jay in the way. Like, because as much as a lot of you could look at that and be like, oh, that poor guy, he's just a gatekeeper. If anything, I mean, he's getting a good rub while while his tag team partner is out injured, bro. Like, usually he'd be warming the fucking bench right now. That's what right? I was going to say. I can't, yeah. think, I can't think of a 
tag team specialist that was forced into being a singles that has had a better run? Well, I mean, Kyle O'Reilly. Kyle yeah, but that's the only other one I can think of that's done some. Yeah, but progress. I mean, he. But okay, here's the thing. Like, we're also talking main roster versus fucking NXT, right, which, and, as much as we are marks and we love NXT on a grander scale, and, like yeah. But the thing is, is like also if you know about his career prior to NXT, he did just as much singles as he did uh, tag team stuff with Ring with of Honor, Bobby. New Japan. Yeah. So there was a precedent there. Usos, they've never done anything outside of working with each other. Yeah. So like I he has really stepped up, I think. Yeah. I'd like to think that WWE takes this as a chance to be like, hey, maybe let's uh take some of our tag teams and just put them in a random See single. See what these match. guys can do. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, um any final thoughts? Fantasy bookings, anything? Uh, I mean, I think, I think we, I mean, I, I, I said we fucking, my we fantasy books all the way through this bitch, bro. <laughs> yeah. I, I would u- ultimately like Roman and Cesaro. And I think edge and Daniel Bryan are a good, um, stop gap rivalry. Can I give which, you my last little Cesaro that ends with him taking it from Roman. I think just let him do this thing with Seth. Even if it went two more pay-per-views with Seth, and then say Jimmy comes back, joins with the head of the table. I think you have Cesaro start going after Roman, but the Usos keep getting in the way. Fucking hey, he, Cesaro can beat each of them singles and then a handicap. Beat them all. Just keep beating them. Keep beating them. Say, no, you're the last one. I want your title. I want to take you on. Prove you're the head of the table. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You could do that. I, I also think that he probably isn't completely rid of Seth. Yeah. I'm Um, sure that's why he said, keep it going for another couple pay-per-views. Cause yeah, I think that would, there's no way, you know what I would love to see if, if, if Cesaro becomes champion, I would love to see at some point, Seamus drop this U S title back to a younger talent. And those two, cause keep in mind the whole reason they became a tag team was because they had that best of seven series and it ended tied. Dude. Fuck. And yeah. Nobody ever uh, won that. Oh my God. Nobody ever won that. So like to me, mix it up then for the title. Ooh, like that could even like, the, you know, so, but, and then like make it. Uh, yeah. It's, it's, it's right there. It's, it's right there. Tons of history. It's written for you. <laughs> All you have to do is not fuck it up. It will. That's another thing is like, I think that since this is good that Seamus is, you know, back in some sort of title picture, but in my mind, like I'd like to see him in the main title picture. At least let, once let the Cesaro build happen first. And then the, right, the only thing there. I don't want with the Seth feud is to, for it to get burnt out before he wins the title. Cause that could be another title match. Versus our own. Yes, they they do have to be careful with how like what you were saying earlier. Like that's why when you were like, well, have him like win the rumble, and then I, like to me that's too long. Yeah. So I think it, they they can't rush it, but then they also they they can't sit on it too long because I think then he'll he might lose his steam. I'm scared. I I think Money in the Bank is the next pay per view after whatever they're calling WrestleMania WrestleMania Backlash. Backlash. So if Seth Oh god, I forgot so, that. Yeah. No. Oh. That's a terrible I mean, it name. Could be, oh. It could be Grateful Balls of Fire too. Oh, the Jesus fuck, I forgot about that. 
Anyway. Great if, Balls of Fire 2, Electric Boogaloo. Why did they fucking name a paper? <laughs> hey, you know what? Uh, Say what you want about that, though, but keep in mind, that was when we had the, the greatest Samoa Joe moment. It was. In, in WWE. So it close, was. bro. We... He almost beat Brock. Oh, he almost beat Brock. I miss Joe. So anyway. they they have announced one match for WrestleMania Backlash, which I I still can't believe that's a name. Um, but Bobby and Drew are are having a rematch, so that's cl- clearly Good. not done. They need they need to run that back for sure. Yeah. Yeah. All, All right, right, guys. Anyway. Well, I think solid Mania. I think this was a very good mania yeah yeah and as much as uh i'm not for a uh, super spreader event it was cool to have uh fans back yeah so definitely you know. it's way better than that piped in audio bullshit they were doing before so yeah yeah it's, i i am glad to hear that they weren't they're not going to do another fan event until summer though because to me i think this was too risky and that i see i figured they're just gonna be like all right well then we're gonna tape all the shows again just live. let's go let's, let's yeah yeah let's have people like full full clip which you know again i think it was too risky but florida doesn't care <laughs> so not but at all at, at least they're gonna wait a little bit until um until SummerSlam. so Yep. All right, dudes. Well, this was fun. Thanks for joining me. And yeah, we'll have to uh, reconvene for WrestleMania Backlash. Oh, yeah, brother. Yeah. <laughs> 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 All right, nerds or marks, if the wrestling fans are listening, that's it for the episode. That's all I've got for you. Thanks so much for checking it out. And thanks to my guests, Tony Williams and Logan Herzog, for joining me and talking about WrestleMania week. It was really, really fun. We'll be having some more uh, consistent wrestling episodes coming up. I've been kind of hit and miss. It's been hard to get people together and whatnot. But if... I don't have guests. I'll just do one by myself. You know, we're going to be reviewing all these, these bigger shows. So be on the lookout for that. Also be on the lookout for this was my 99th episode. I have a very special 100th episode celebration coming out. So at the time of you listening to this, the 100th episode is going to be following very, very shortly. It's going to be a big, big celebration. If you are a nerds with opinions fan, So make sure to check that out. Also, if you want to follow me on social media, go to nerds underscore opinions on both Twitter and Instagram or nerds with opinions on Facebook and follow me, like the page, whatever, you know, depending on whatever social media platform it's on. If you're on Spotify, make sure that you are following this podcast and share this track if you feel so inclined. If you are on Apple Podcasts, rate and review this episode. It really, really helps. And do all the following and the sharing and all that good stuff. It's much appreciated. As always, I am your host, Matt Holman, and you have been listening to Nerds with Opinions. (laughs) 